Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh. Oh, I don't know. 
सच सुगाद सच है भी सच नानक हो सिबे सच और बुरे Saturday night show. All right. So that's going to be there. Give y'all some insight too. 
course, me and Keisha do readings on Fridays at 12 noon right here. So if you want a free reading, you can call in at 12 noon. And then Keisha is um, doing on Tuesday, starting on the 14th uh, of January, um, Tuesdays, you'll be able to get a tarot reading. So Tuesdays is going to be Tarot Tuesdays. All right, so we're about to have a lot of action lined up for you in 2012 where you can get the reading that you need, spiritual insight, and then we can get into some um, pretty in-depth conversation that you can call and you can share um, your viewpoint and share the word with a friend, man, too. And if you got um, any local bookstores in your area or whatnot where we can actually send you, we'll physically mail you some um, radio flyers and whatnot, we want to drop some. Um, let us know, you know what I mean? We, we send that to you, and in return, uh, we'll give you something. And, of course, man, you know, we, we I give you one of the um, promo codes that we have for the networks. You know, anytime anybody's a member, uh, if you're in one of our network programs, Solar Power 111 or the Astro Tarot Network, Private Star Network, um, um, Toel Love Fund, uh, you'll get a private promo code on a monthly basis uh, where you receive a discount off of anything in the storefront. You know what I mean? So um, don't worry, Tawana. I know you're listening. We got you. I just send some stuff your way. And, uh, you know, so if you got any, you know, any any bookstore, any anywhere where you feel like you can leave that information at, you know, just the radio flyers and spread the word, let us know. You know what I mean? In return, like I said, we'll give you a discount on some things, all right, or barter some things. Right? You may get a free reading or whatever the case may be. All right, so anything you got to do is just contact us in the inbox and let us know. All right? Um, what else we got going on, man? Um, Miracle Prayer seven week class is forming. You want to get in on that? This is going to be a phenomenal course uh, for seven weeks. Um, a lot of people is already there, man. This this is going to be quite fun. The challenge is if you you have you have to be on the email list to have seen this, and a lot of you are. And if you haven't got the email, don't worry. Um, Today's the 29th. I'll go ahead and put the, the new enrollees on the email list. I'll put y'all in there so I can send out this email again before class starts. But class starts on Wednesday, which is the new year, at 9 p.m., all right? And we're going to have this prayer class, which is based off of uh, an ancient prayer called the Anna Bacor, which is known as the Miracle Prayer um, as well. And it's a unique sequence of 42 words that deal with healing, that deals with clairvoyant powers, um, cutting yourself off, ridding yourself from negativity, and there's a sequence. So it's obviously, you know, it's, 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 it's six words per phrase and it's seven phrases. So six by seven is the grid, which gives you 42. And um, it's interesting because I was playing Connect Four, um, and I was like, yo, babe, check this out. It's seven rows across, but six rows down. It's the same grid, but it's just different. And the seven rows across and Connect Four represents the seven days of the week. And the six represents the six days of creation. So that's 42 as well, obviously. So now we're dealing with the same, we're dealing with the same construct. And me, I'm going about to do this prayer class. We went about the children, Connect Four. And the Connect Four is telling you to connect yourself to the Tetragrammaton, which is representative of Yahweh or what we call the four elements. Ultimately, that's what it's talking about. Connect yourself to the fire, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the you know, water, to the earth, to the air. Uh, it's what it's telling you to do on Connect Four, and I say, yo, this thing here is is, is ingenious. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, the prayer is phenomenal. Um, on the email that I sent out, I showed you a picture who I call one of my most enthusiastic uh, students, uh, who's in my solar power program, also inside of the network as well. Um, when you start working with the light, and I don't, I don't really, 
I let people, y'all go to the website and you, you, you gravitate to what you gravitate. Some things I just don't pitch because I want you to get it for yourself. And every now and then I say something about it, you know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we do that you know that you know we do that we sometimes don't even have it on the website offer that we do it because we just want the person to seek it from within. But anyway, um, Sister Sue in, in the Solar Power Program, when you start when you start working towards the light intentionally, you know that's your intent to work towards the light and start working with the power of the sun. Um, there are intelligences, and I'm gonna get into this. There are some intelligence, obviously, that governs these celestial forces. These intelligence can actually walk into your life and they'd be in your house right now. And I'm, I'm going to show you what they really, what they ride on. They ride on angles of light, and I'm going to get into this a little later and whatnot. But um, they see you, and they start to embrace you. And uh, that's why I tell you, in, in today's time, the camera is your best friend because um, the high resolution of the pixels, it, it will allow you to capture spiritual phenomena, all right? that the naked eye can't um, see at, at times. So um, when you start working towards the light, the light starts to come towards you and they show up and whatnot. And even if they don't, you just have to know that they're there and they reveal themselves to you. Once you have uh, a pure heart and you have emptied yourself um, and just got to a certain point of realization of where you're at in space and time, where you're at within yourself, what your relationship is to the creator, they start to reveal themselves to you. This, and I'm not talking, and I'm serious, I don't, I don't be talking about peace, love, and light like it's, it's a cliche. When I say light, we mean light. We always say that because we got pictures with light, literally. It's an intelligence that pops up in these trips that we go on. It's intelligence that pop up. You know, I'm in the studio recently with the prime minister two weeks ago. He came down, and a um, big shout-out to Taya. Uh, we go through Dreamcatcher Studios, and uh, I'm filming I'm filming the minister do his thing, and there's an orb that came just floating through by my feet and right up under his chair and skirted on out the room. So there's an angelic presence that roll with you, man, that come through your house at the drop of a dime. They be there, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to show you how to tap in through this uh, dealing with the prayer. So the prayer consists of seven phrases. That is obvious. Anytime you see seven, that is telling you that you must focus on the seven days of the week. All right? So, you know, you got the seven colors of the rainbow and whatnot, seven archangels. So we're going to get in tune with these archangels. Which now I mean we're dealing with seven different colors. If we're dealing with seven different colors, we're dealing, obviously we're dealing with the rays of light. So if we're dealing with the light. Then we're dealing with angels, and that's cool. So now what we're going to do is we have the corresponding color candles that we're going to work with, and we're just going to concentrate for one week on the intent of the prayer. All right? You do not even have to learn. Um, you don't have to know Hebrew to learn this. A lot of people know the prayer, but they don't necessarily know what they're saying. All right? And I'm going to give you what you're saying, what you're actually invoking. So if the first line deals with closing the gates um, to Satan and destroying negative thought patterns, um, your first week exercise is to do X, Y, Z that corresponds to this, um, and I'll show you how you know who who corresponds to this on the angelic realm, and um, spend at least ten minutes per day on this particular candle with this specific intent. All right. Um, specifically, now see when we dealing with that, we also dealing with a planetary body. So now you got to understand that the real time astronomical phenomenon is taking place. You see, see, me and the prime minister was talking about the um, one of the most modern spiritual systems that we gave the world from definitely throughout the, from the motherland is the Hebrew system. All right, that that that's that's something that's fairly new. 
And it makes sense, you know what I mean? You're under attack, you don't have to codify some things and create something new. And it had to hurry up and condense everything, this whole reality, into a 22-letter um, spectrum of reality. That's what happened real fast, right? And who you call modern-day Jews are on a science of real time. And um, that's why Easter, prime example is Easter. Easter changes every year, even to the Christians to a degree because they celebrate this one. It changes every year. Why does Easter change every year? A lot of people do not know why Easter changes every year because it's predicated upon the first full moon after the spring equinox. So that Sunday, that following Sunday, after the first full moon after the spring equinox, that following Sunday is the is Easter Sunday. That Friday is, is Palm Friday. You understand what I'm saying? So it's talking about how the sun passes over the celestial equator, hence you have Passover. So they're ritualizing, doing things in a harmonious slash ceremonious way in real time through cosmic phenomena. And that's where we get disconnected from. And that's what we have to get back to, all right, understanding the gateway. So a couple of things I put out there at towards the end of the year on Facebook, messing with people on Valentine's Day and Christmas and, you know, um, you know, we shouldn't celebrate it and whatnot. Yeah, you do what you do. I'm just saying, hey, it's a cosmic phenomenon. My job is to point out the cosmic law. What you do with the cosmic law is your business, and what other people do with it is their business. So just because some people may do something that I disagree with for Christmas, um, how they get down, I understand that, the truth be told, that, you know, December 25th is the last day the sun is still, and it starts to, it looks like the sun, daylight starts to get longer again on Christmas Day. So this is the celestial portal. And then, and then when I do the research and I travel to places, Serpent Mound in Ohio, and these other uh, remote places, the newer octagon in Ohio, these other places that was marking solar time, lunar time, um, who got winter solstice points right here in North America on the land. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know about. You're not going, you know, this stuff predates a, a dang on um, formal celebration that you know is Christmas. So why shouldn't I celebrate in some shape, form, or fashion inside of the celestial portal? You see what I'm saying? So speaking of that, um, if you can make it to the Columbus, Ohio area, man, if you're anywhere close to Midwest or you can just get there, February 16th, man, we're going to be at Ngozi's, which is at just 4430 Westerville Road. Uh, I'll be in there dealing with the Jewish ransom on black power. I'm going to show you what it is, all right? So this is February 16th, um, and you can call my man D-Lo for more information, which is 614-202-4512. Again, 614-202-4512. And then the very next week on the 23rd, the great doctor, one of my first teachers as well, uh, really I would call him my third, um, but the first one in what we call the conscious community for sure, Eileen um, Bay would be in town, and, um, you know, I'm going to open up for Eileen and he's going in on the laws of, of attraction, science of manifestation. And my opener is going to be the seven bodies of life. So I got the aura machine. So now we're talking about attraction. We're talking about color. All, all, all of your attraction is based off of a color that you generate inside of your aura that you, may, that you, you, that you need to know, all right, that some of us, most of us cannot see with the human eye. 
right? So I'm going to break out the seven bodies, uh, the seven bodies of light that deals with your, um, your attractor factor, all right, where you can actually get on the aura machine yourself and see what color you emit and where you ultimately may want to go. That's real alchemy. Alchemy is you say, oh, snap, I got a red aura. This is good. I'm physical. I'm energetic. But I would like to be more on the green. I want to be about more of the love vibration and just being balanced right there because that's just how I am, right? So now you know what you can do to get to the green. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, this is going to be phenomenal because now we're talking about seeing the energy field around you. In 2014, i got to put more emphasis because I've been having this technology for about mm, two, three years, and I haven't been going hard with it. We've been busy doing other things, but 2014 is about um, linking up with you in the physical so you can see the colors that you emit and then you know where you at. All right, very, very vitally important. All right, when people talk energy, you know, the energy, and, you know, I'm going to show you what energy is. At least you're going to see your own energy, all right? So mark your calendars. You can get to the Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, man, February 16th and the 23rd. In fact, and then the next week after that, I may just do a whole presentation um, dealing with the um, seven bodies of light, all right? But definitely the 16th and the 23rd, uh, me and Eileen be rocking out, man. So definitely check that out. Again, you can hit my man D-Lo up at 614-202-4512 for more information on that, all right? So um, let, let's get into some things, man. Let's get into some things. Let's scroll. We're on Lesson 8 today, um, and I'm going to go ahead and keep my promise. I'm going to finish out these 12 lessons. only got one more month to go to give you all Lesson 12 because in 2014, we're switching the format. The format gets switched a lot. Um I have to because, I mean, I've been doing this thing for, you know, radio-wise. Um, I launched this show on the Equinox of 2010, uh, and periodically I have taken breaks without a shadow of a doubt. But it, the stuff I'm giving you, I'm the gate. I'm the gatekeeper, you know, is to give you the information, those who don't know, who would like to know, and open it up. I don't necessarily – I deal with certain things on another end with certain people, and, that, and that's a very small – it's only one other person that I really work with on a consistent basis on that level, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, we're doing some things different in 2014 to get y'all in. My, my, my job is not to only open a door. Um, it's, it's, to take, it's to really look at the, you know, people who have a spit. Like, I, honestly, y'all, I took my astrology coach, and I could have kept it as ample astrology. I always say this. When I first started with ample astrology, I had, I had to get on me, do me, Right. Um, and plus, I was just starting by myself. Um, but I always uh, immediately snatched up my astrology coach because it was like, Ampoo, how you spell that? You know what I mean? And I was already just looking at the, 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 the name, my astrology coach. I loved it because I had a vision, and the vision was to have a place where people can come, spiritual advisors, and give advice. Um, and you don't see that, especially for black folks. Um, you don't see that. And that, and that was the vision. So inside of the vision, I've always been willing to share the platform. Only thing you got to do is just speak up. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a gift, big shout out to Brittany, big shout out to Cassandra, the Jews, the Keishas. You know what I'm saying? The ones who say, "Yo, I, you know, I, I got a gift and I'm not afraid to speak it, and I'm willing to share it and blog." And people of the past who who who, who wrote, you know, for us and, and whatnot. Big shout out to them as well. Um, it, it's about, you know, that's that's what it's about. Uh, with me, you know what I mean? And I'm saying that to say that 
if you see anywhere where you would like to contribute and you have something, if you whatever you into on the spiritual science, um, man, take care of that. My man is Johnny, a beast. I'm about to get him Astro One. Go ahead. You know what I mean? I've done that thing. I was teaching that before I even had a website. I was teaching that at my house, teaching people how to do astrology. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want people to come in and say, you know, I want to be able to be like, here, you take this, and you can take my forensic astrology. I'm going to go over here and, 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 and deal with this Kabbalah and get ready for y'all when y'all come over here. Jew, you hit them with Astro, too. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, anything that you can do, you know what I mean, feel free. That's, that's what it's about. That's, that's what it what is really, 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 at least with me, that's what it's about, man, or open the door for people just helping me share the platform. I wish I had it where I could pay people, but it's not even about that. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily – I want you to do you and pay yourself based off you doing you. That, that's greater than anybody ever putting you on and paying you to do something. You see what I'm saying? And, and there's nothing wrong with the other way around. I just like to see people get paid for their ideas versus you having to sell your time to somebody. You understand what I'm saying? That's two totally different ball games right there. All right, but anyway, anyway, um, lesson eight because lesson eight is about we getting into the eighth house of your chart. We get into this is traditionally ruled by the Scorpio frequency. All right, um, which is about sharing. It's about because it's about joint finances over here. It's what is the values that we share together? All right, very powerful house in the east. They refer to this place as the house of obstacles, but also longevity. Uh, they beat this house up, and they, they, they consider it um, a malefic area of space, Scorpio constellation, and or the eighth house in your birth chart. Okay? Um, and it, there's some things that go on here. Um, very, 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 very versatile. Um, and I'm going to get into the the spinner aspect. The spinner is getting into the wheel, what happens when we go around the wheel and look at the zodiac signs that fall on this particular um, house. And I, and I get into that in, in a second. Um, I got a note here that talks about, and I pulled it from Isaiah, it talks about how peace does not dwell with the wicked. And they actually, in English, they actually said safety does not dwell with the wicked. But the word that they use for safety is shalom. So I said, wow, that's interesting that somehow peace and safety is synonymous. They're the same word. And it makes sense to be safe is to be peace. Anything that threatens the safety is not peace. But it said peace does not dwell with the wicked. So, you know, one thing that we did um, this year was we were able by the blessings of the Creator, we are able to obtain a property in Denver that we call an Inner Peace Lighthouse. It's a residential property, a residential neighborhood, but it's a place where we're going to do spiritual business. Um, we got an enclosed private backyard with a deck, four bedroom up downstairs joint. We got a um, we got a steam room and a shower. You know, it's a place where we call it the Inner Peace Lighthouse. It's a place where you want to come and you can get in tune with Inner Peace. Uh, with yourself, and that's vitally important because inner enlightenment comes before outer enlightenment, right? Meaning um, you have done some internal work with self before your body starts to emit a beautiful aura, a beautiful glow, before you start to 
manipulate matter, meaning your physical body, and start to transform it. And this can be done through singing prayer and mantra and taking a picture while you're in the zone. There are, and I just noticed way at the bottom, I'm going to touch on it now, there is something called pranic energy. If you ever bent down too fast and as soon as you bent up, you see all these blinking lights, right? That, that's, that's the pranic force of the universe. And, these, and that force is an intelligence. And that intelligence also takes on the form of a being. Beings of light rod these, what we, I guess we would call them photons, and then they will appear. All right? So when you start to sing mantra, sing prayer, you start to manipulate space matter, atoms around you, pranic energy around you. And then that is in your aura, and then you start to transform your physical body. All right, I'll show you a wonderful picture of this when we do this show coming up on um, the shake did it when he was singing a, a, a poem from Rumi. All right, I'm gonna show you a picture of that when he took a picture. Somebody took a picture of him and his face started to transform. So this is this is a real phenomenon. This ain't no hocus pocus stuff. All right, so um, but peace do not dwell with the wicked. So any time that you yourself, because this is all this is talking about self, right? Anytime you yourself feel like you're not peaceful, um, you're not peaceful, you're, you're upset, you're ranting, um, you don't know what the bids, as, as the sages say, you're talking about somebody, and you're slandering someone, and you feel you're just all out of pocket. When you see someone who is not at peace, or when you yourself is not at peace with yourself, then this is mathematics. You must sit on the other side of the ledger which means at that particular point you are a wicked person. You understand what I'm saying? All of these is about thoughts. What thought do you choose to embody and how do you choose to carry out the influence? I always say planets do not bother people. So 2014 for us is about moving into inner peace. All right? Moving into inner peace. So I say would you make observations very important that you start to observe. As astrologers, you, your, your job is to observe not only planetary movements and configurations. The best planetary movement and configuration to observe is your own behavior and the behavior of those around you. And then being able to cross-reference that action with a stellar phenomenon and say, look at here. This is why this person did X, Y, Z. They act out the negative influence or the hot influence of this particular thing. That's the best phenomenon to watch. All right? So to get more into a place of enlightenment, then you have to rid parts of chaos. And, you, and literally, you have to shut the gates. That's why the first thing you learn in the miracle prayer class is shutting the gates to chaos. All right? So let's, let's get into this here. Um, the eighth house in your chart is the house of sex. It's the house of, obviously, joint finances, the house of recreating yourself through children, the house of metaphysics, anything that's dealing with the occult. This, this placement shows you how you want to tap into studying occult matters. And occult just simply means things that's hidden, anything of a metaphysical nature. It is very investigative. It wants to get to the bottom line. It wants to get to the truth, all right? It is literally private investigation work, literally, all right? It's forensic. 
You see what I'm saying? Be in the corner or being a spiritual photographer in a graveyard. It's, it's anything dealing with that nature. It's a very deep sign. And it's the only sign that has been depicted by different archetypes. One minute it's a scorpion, one minute it's a serpent, one minute it's a, um, it's a, it's a phoenix bird. You know, it, it goes through different stages of metamorphosis. So it's a very deep, profound sign, and it actually talks about the deepest hidden, um, the, the deepest hidden access in your mind, man. It's literally the thoughts that exist inside those um, cracks, those curves, those lines inside of your brain. It's something that's very, very deep. It's the deep psychology of a person, all right? Things are hidden in this particular realm. All right, when you have things born here, this is why it's a sign. Often it manifests itself as sexual secrets. All right, that's how it manifests itself. All right, um, and since it is a fixed house, what they would call sucking it, it's a it's a fixed house or a fixed sign as well. Meaning, the energy expresses itself in the middle of the season. Right, Scorpio's in the middle of the fall. All right, so it's fixed in its nature, stubborn. So the fixed signs like it's opposite, Taurus, the bull, Aquarius, and Leo, fixed on their points and don't like to change. I would say Aquarius is a little bit more, because uh, Uranus don't like things to stay the same, so Aquarius is the one that can break outside of the fixed mode a little bit easier, although they can be fixing our ideas, but they can break out the mode a little bit easier, but it's fixed, all right? And... One of the key words here that I rarely see people tap into here is what they call transmutation, regeneration. I very rarely see someone tap into this energy here, and Scorpio is a very deep healing sign as well. I always say Scorpio is smoke Virgo on the healing modalities. That's why anybody that's a Virgo, but you an eighth house Virgo, or you a Virgo with Scorpio energy. You you the bomb healer. You know, you you got that all day long. All right. So this 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 transformation um, that it talks about, this transmutation that it talks about, this regeneration that it talks about, talks about to a degree an element of forgiveness right here. Because this is the area of space that you hold on to things because it's the nature of two things coming together and it becoming fixed. In this reality, two people don't come together, mutually agree to come together until they get to Libra, and it's called a relationship. And the next step from Libra is Scorpio when you say, now that we're together, we're going to share this, that, and that, and we're going to have sex with one another, right? So it becomes very fixed, very, 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 very fixed. It makes sense, all right? So when we look at, because remember, even though it's fixed, nothing is fixed in this reality. Everything in this reality is really, uh, the only thing that's fixed is it's a fixed constant motion. The motion of the solar system, the motion of the, the, the high tide, low tide, the motion of yin-yang, 
this back and forth movement of polarity, duality that we have is the only fixed constant. It's change. So even in the zodiac sign in itself, there's no such thing as a fixed sign. It can't be. I get it as far as it likes to preserve and it's more stubborn of the rest. Absolutely. I, I can rock with that. But in reality, nothing is fixed. The only fixed point is motion. How can it be fixed when it's talking about regenerating something? How can it be fixed when it is talking about life and death, the rebirth? Huh? How can that be fixed? Because those are two different constants right there. It's from one state to the next state. I want to talk a little bit more of the emotional state because I was born. I tell people all the time, I'm an Aquarius, but I'm a low-key Scorpio because I have a stellum, which is three or more planets, in the eighth house, which is the region of space at the time of my birth that corresponds to the Scorpio vibration. All right? See, when you look at planets, and then you can just deal with the sun because that's visible to you. At sunrise, that's the area of space. And then two hours from that, the sun starts It's in the east, but it ain't due east no more. That's another area of space. And then two more hours from that, the sun could be in the south at high noon. Okay, now that's another area of space. Two more hours from that, it's still in the south, but it's going a little bit to the west. That's, and we go all the way to sunset. And then people that's born at midnight and, you know, the hours of the night. These are different regions of space. There's 12 regions of space that produces different energy. And when you have planets in any region of space, we ain't even talking about constellations. We're talking about regions of space. It produces an imprint, and one, each zodiac sign has a natural region of space that it rules. So today we're talking about the eighth house. It rules this natural area of space. Well, Scorpio rules the natural area of this space. So I say hey, I was born with a stellum, a planet in this region of space. So no wonder I'd be a uh, interested in things that's a cult. No wonder I'd be a nubis. I'll be Ampu, Lord of the Dead, and getting people to understand the concept of life and death. No wonder I'd be the one to have the daughter who's on the other side of the veil who shows up in the picture when I take other pictures. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's my, it's my destiny. All right? So we want to talk about forgiveness in this area of space. All right? And I consulted the text spiritual text uh, of the Bible, and I'm like, when was the first time forgiveness was mentioned? Because I want to understand the psychology of the priests, because they were dealing with cosmic phenomena, I and mean, I'm going to get into that. They said that the first time that this was mentioned, forgiveness, is in Genesis 50, verse 17, as Jacob died, he knew he was about to die, he writes a letter to his sons, his 11 sons, all but Joseph, but the letter is going to Joseph. And he's basically asking Joseph to forgive his brothers who basically sold him into bondage. Why? Because, because Joseph was known as the dreamer. So he tells his brother of a vision, his brothers of a vision, like, yo, man, I had a dream that the sun and the moon and 11 stars was bowing down and prostrating to me. And his brothers was like, yo, man, what you saying, that you going to rule over us? So they conspired to kill him. 
and they said, that dreamer. Now, here it is, a spiritual text telling you about the sun and moon and 11 stars, obviously bowing down to one. So now that makes 12 because we know that Jacob has 12 sons. So this is now, now, now here go one of the sons referencing sun, moon, and stars. So this, is a, this is a cosmic phenomenon. This is just obvious, all right? So they conspired to kill him or put him in a pit and throw a beast down there. But one brother says, no, don't put no beast down there. Don't do that. Let's do this. Let's just put him there and leave him there, right? And, and we put him in bondage. Don't kill him. And that was Reuben. Now, it's interesting because Reuben is Jacob's firstborn, but everybody knows that the 12 tribes of Israel that we just pointed out represents a zodiac frequency, a zodiac sign. Reuben is said to be Aquarius, and that's Jacob's firstborn, which means if the book is at least 2,000 years old, and some say 4,000, but let's just go with a minute 2,000, we are in a totally different age then. So the priests of then were actually prepping a whole nother people, us, right now, by showing you that Jacob son, first son, Reuben, Aquarius, this is talking about being in the age you are in right now. All right? And you can see the descriptions of this in Genesis 49 when Jacob is saying, hey, you know, you shall be a serpent in the side of the road, and you will be a wolf. You know, he's giving zodiac descriptions. And Judah, you will be like a lion's whelp. That's why Judah is the lion and Leo. He's giving out zodiac descriptions in Genesis 49. All right? <clears throat> so Reuben's Aquarius. Aquarius is like, no, I have a vision. Don't do that. That's all I'm doing today. Don't do that. Don't, don't kill him. Death is Scorpio. Don't do that. Learn how to transmute that. I'm going to have to school you. That, that's Reuben. All right? So they do something different, and Joseph end up going out to Egypt and becoming Pharaoh's top man who does dream interpretation, right? So anyway, um, they send a Jacob about to die. He's go ahead and write this note like, man, get us to your brother Joseph. Joseph, forgive these dudes, and y'all need to tell him to forgive y'all and whatnot. And Jacob, I mean, and Joseph go ahead and he forgives them. And this is the first time the word was actually used, and I said, okay. But the, the, what you have to understand, and this is why I offer February the 6th, if I'm not mistaken, we offer a whole other class where we only going to teach twice a year into astrology and then also into the Kabbalistic mysteries that I'm about to get into real fast to show you what they're talking about. All right? So be on the lookout. You get that, that class is available now. You can actually sign up now on the website. Um, what's taking place here is you want to see what they're using in Hebrew. I don't want the English. But sometimes in English, they won't even put a word there. They just anglicize it to the best of their ability. And it's a whole other word right there that they even put right there. So you got you to look at this. So that the word that they use for forgive um, was two words, two letters. And, 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 and fa, which is shin and aleph, all right, and na, n-a, all right, noon and aleph, all right. And then I saw it again in Exodus, all right. They used forgiveness in Exodus a few times, and they kept using these four letters which are two different words, sa and na, all right? 
And it's interesting because Nah by itself is a name of God if you got a God with Kabbalistic Encyclopedia, if you go look up Numerical Entry 51, all right, because that's what Nah comes out to be. That's the name of God, all right? It also means to pray as well. Now, I have something called a strong concordance. A strong concordance simply tells you how many times a word was mentioned in the spiritual text in the Bible. It's important to know that because the priests did gain, they, they, they'd do something so slick that they'd be like, look, uh, Adam, and this is just an example. It's not a real example, but they do something like this. Adam equals 45. So we go, when you numerically break his name down, but we're going to put him in the Bible uh, 45 times. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes the mystery is encoded in the scripture based off of how many times the word was used and not necessarily looking at the numerical value of the word. All right? So saying that to say that, let's look at this. The concordance says that the word that they used for forgiveness was NSA. They just combined it with three letters, NSA, which would be like NASA, right, NASA. And it equals 351. I said, okay, cool. Now, I know when they look, gave me two, two words, which were Sha, Na, when you look at Sa, Shin, and Alice, looking at this word in reverse, Alice, Shin. And I know what that is. S, S means flames, or it means fire, esh, it means fire. So I said, wow, so it's something about forgiveness that they use, but when you reverse it, it's something about forgiveness and fire that's taking place, right? Now, remember I said that the concordance said the word for evil that they're using in, in this particular entry, they're saying that it is NSA, like NASA. So it equals 351, but when you define 351, it is, it is a word called Eshem, which is the angelic, which means flames. It's the angelic choir that rule over the earth. So I say, yo, wait a minute, hold on. You mean to tell me that when you look at the word for forgiveness, one sense they use, they use a word, sa, but when you reverse it or just look at it, it's only two letters. It has the numeric, reversing it, it means fire. And then when I see the whole word, NASA, it equals 351. Three, now, I'm going to show you how cold it is. This is a classic example. 351 is the angelic choir that represents fire that rule over the earth. See, it's fire entities that rule the earth. All right? That's why, that's what they say, what? <clears throat> At the core of the earth is hot. It's fire entities that rule over here. All right? So when you take 351 and you look at the word esh or sa, same thing, shin is 300, aleph is 1, so it's 301. The word that they're using for forgiveness or fire, when you reverse it, esh, is 301. Eshel is 351. If you understand when you subtract it, that's why I told you, get, get out of adding everything all the time. Understand the distance between two things by subtracting it because then you will find the energetic imprint that exists between the two poles. 
So when you take 351 and 301, you subtract the 301 from 351, you get 50. 50 is the numerical value for what? The letter noon. And noon corresponds to what zodiac sign? Scorpio. Coincidence? No. They're telling us, in essence, that forgiveness is a, is a thing, that, uh, it's, a, it's actually a fire element that must take place inside of Scorpio. Hint. You would get lost when you say, well, Scorpio is a scorpion. It's a bird. It's, it, it, it's, it's a scorpion of water. No. This is why the ancients said this dude is an eagle or it's a phoenix, the one that burns himself up in the ashes to be reborn again, the ashes, the ishim, the esh. So forgiveness is a process of purification that must take place with fire. All right? So... Moving on. Then it made me think of in the Holy Quran in Surah 55, verse 15, it talks about how man was created out of clay. That's interesting because that's a story that's in, 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 in Kemet from Kunum on the potter's wheel. The, these stories are, are, are ancient stories, all right, but, the, 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 but it's the same principle. That's why I don't be tripping. You can jump into any mystery, in any mystery system and see yourself, all right, <clears throat> but it said the jinn were created, the jinn, the, 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 what you would call evil spirits, the jinn are created from, uh, some texts say, a smokeless fire. Another text say a burning fire. And I'm like, what the heck is a smokeless fire, though? A smokeless fire? A smokeless fire is a microwave. Think about that. When you, those of you who, who know, how, you know the function of a microwave. How is the food becoming hotter off a wave in what you would call radiation, right? But the wave is present, and these waves are all around us. If you ever, I wonder if y'all see this, man. Sometimes I just be sitting there, if you're sitting there on a, on, it's kind of bright in the house, and you kind of just like lose focus of your eyes and just relax them and let them sit, you see this dew. This, this, like, rain, all this mist just raining in front of you, raining in front of you. Remember I told you, those blinking lights that you see, those bright blinking lights, man, that's fire. This is why I said that the high priest would never use the, the, the proper name of the holy one because if he said that word, if he said that divine name, it can actually create a, a spontaneous combustion. You're actually supposed to be able to say words and things are actually supposed to happen instantly if you know the correct intonation. So when you hear me or you read about people refer to the creator as, and from the Hebrew perspective, as, <coughs> let me get some water, um, Hashem, Hashem simply means the name because they say, yo, listen, this name was said right composed all of the four elements and if you say it, it will blow something up or it would change your reality. Therefore, the high priest came into the temple, the Holy of Holies, and he only, he only uttered the name once a year. So when you hear me start referring to the creator as Hashem, it's just really it's a respect that says the name. So in masonry, as I was taught, because I'm, I'm, I'm like the first dude in, in what you call in the conscious community for sure, who was out here like that teaches that that was rocking Masonic regalia and doing doing anything Masonic openly. 
it was never a secret. You can go back and YouTube me, and you'll see my hats and every. It was that was never my whole my whole game was yo. If you're telling me there's a group of people in society called Masons that say they know something and they rocking around and they giving each other secret hand signs and 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 and, 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 and shaking your hand a certain way and they meeting in secret and they controlling this reality, I want in immediately right now. That's how I roll. And then don't tell me there's another group of people who you may call European Masons that think that they actually control society and they're smarter than you and come to find out it's even said that, man, they're referring to you and they're studying about you and they've got these little secret hands. No, no, i got to have all that. If it's mine, I need to know it. How are you going to be the father of civilization but you don't know a simple Masonic sign? And then let alone be in a situation where um, um, a, a Mason, let's just say a Mason judge, and a Mason prosecutor do something, and, and, and the judge may do something to you as far as throw you a little quick, um, quick little sign from the bench, and you don't catch it, but you're looking at him, and you don't see it, and he may do it again, and you, ain't, you, you slow, you don't get it because you're not, you're not initiated to know anything. Now they're about to run amok on you. But what happens when you give it back, or what happens when you give it to him first? And he sees it, and he's like, okay, I'm obligated. This is, my, this, is, this is my brother through information. But at least he knows you know. Even if he go against you, he knows you know. You understand what I'm saying? So this, become, this becomes a battle of intellect, man, down here. So it's no secret. That's why I went into masonry. But it's boring as hell because the cats don't get into nothing. So I left it alone. I just didn't have enough time to do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? But I went into what's called the Scottish Rite side. I was York and I went Scottish Rite, and I went into the Lodge of Perfection. All right? And that's when you see the triangle with the, with the Hebrew yard in the middle of it. All right? And the Scottish Rite up to what you call the 14th degree, Lodge of Perfection. All right? <clears throat> so anyway, saying that to say, <clears throat> when you deal with this, uh, the whole thing with masonry, right, they, they, they're looking for delight, remember? So he's, the initiate is always blindfolded, and he's always, you know, always at the end, let there be light. He's always looking at these lights, you know what I'm saying? So he has to study light. And also, um, <clears throat> lost my train of thought real fast, and it comes to me, um, oh, his whole, the whole initiate thing inside of masonry is he's looking for the lost word, which is, which is the proper word of the creator, Hashem. He's looking for that word, and he's not giving that word into later degrees in a different house of masonry. But, again, he learned that the high priest is the only one that can utter that word. All right? So we're talking about, we're talking about what this word is. And, and the word in itself, I'm telling you, in essence, it deals with fire. And, again, we're talking about the eighth house in your chart, Scorpio, and how Scorpio is the only sign. Truthfully, you know, look at it. Scorpio is the only sign that's been depicted as a water sign and fire when we deal with the phoenix bird. All right? <clears throat> so it's talking about these hot waters. It's talking about the sperm. It's talking about how you 
uh, procreate and how you can heal yourself through sexual healing as well. It's the most deep and most profound sign there is, man. I love it. I love it. So when the, obviously, because I chose to have an eighth house stone. All right. <clears throat> so forgiveness is a flame. Now, I want to build on something real fast. I'm going to show you how cold these dudes is. Show you how cold the priest is. These dudes is, is off the hook. When you look up the word transmute in Hebrew, you come to three letters. Shin, nun, he, which is S-N-H, shana. It means transmute. But this also means... This is a word that can mean a year, and it also is a word that means sleep. That's, that's interesting, because when you go to sleep, you regenerate yourself, right? See, that's how cold they are. They said when you go to sleep, they knew that sleep represents transmutation. Things grow. Your body grows when you sleep. When you're sick, you go to sleep. You go to the spirit world. Come on. You the physical, earthbound, malcouth. Let's travel to another plane, right? <clears throat> but when you look at the word that's very similar to this, Shin, Nun, Aleph, Shana, S-N-A, that means to hate. And I say, wow, the only difference between one is just the H is at the end of, for transmute and A is at the end of hate. But it's the same sound. Same sound. So, what are you transmuting? You're transmuting your hate. But how must you do that? Well, obviously, since we know that transmute starts with the letter shin, shin corresponds to the element fire. You transmute through fire. Moon, Scorpio. Look at that. Transmute, Shana, Scorpio. He, Aries. Fire again. Or in the head. Since Aries rules the head, you understand what I'm saying? This is how you put it all together. So you take the fire in your head. It's talking about a fault, a brain wave, man. It's simply your thoughts. The thoughts have the power to transmute any physical and mental spiritual condition that you in, but what you transmuting? you transmuting the hate that exists inside of you. Hence the saying, when Scorpios feel like they're betrayed, they go to a whole nother, they, 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 they be on something else because they so hurt, and then they can actually start to develop a hate. Understand what I'm saying? But it's nothing more than, and that's, and that's, that's, that's everybody. Because guess what? Everybody has an eighth house placement that I'm about to get into. That's all of us. Your whole entire body, as we have defined, is composed of the 12 zodiac signs in your body. So it don't matter if you ain't got no planets in Scorpio. You got sexual organs. It don't matter if you ain't got nothing in Aries. You got a physical head. No matter. And then each of those planets that represent that, he was somewhere in the sky anyway. You see? So if we say Mars rules Scorpio, I ain't got nothing in Scorpio, Ampoo. But you got sexual organs. And the planet that rules that Mars might have been over here in Aquarius, like with me, 
So therefore, it's on my ankles. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how I, that's somehow dealing with the ankles that the energy comes there. And this is how you can tell when you start getting into what we call holistic astrology in the healing aspect. All right? <clears throat> so it's a thought. It's a thought. Or remember, transmute means sleep. Man, you can actually, what we, what we used to say when we, when we was little, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray to the Lord my soul to taste. Man, before you go to sleep, you can release everything because that's what you're doing anyway. Then the flesh or the lower soul is actually about to ascend and go into the dream world and start wandering, what we call the ka, right? He's about to start wandering off, you know what I mean, and, and, and going to other people's dreams, and then y'all calling me like, yo, I seen you, you know. So that, that happens. So, so before you go to sleep, you can write down your negative qualities. This is just one technique. You can release that right before you go to sleep. And then when you go to sleep, voila, and come back, because it means to transmute and come back. It's a wrap. See, at what point in our lives, man, do we say, man, that's why I be saying, Nike is the coldest to ever do it, because they said just do it. It gets, I can't find no simpler answer in the universe than that Nike slogan. I promise I can't. Think. Uh, think about what? You're thinking how to do something when you're thinking. When you're thinking, it, it's not necessarily in its um, physical manifestation. It's in its first stage of development. It's, it's in the thinking process. Like, I, I simply don't know what to say beyond that slogan there. Just do it, man. So the power is inside of you. It ain't no different than you say, man, I'm about to go to school and I'm about to study for 15 years so I can become a master at such a – no matter what you choose to do, you have to make a decision to do it. Do it. So you can simply say, I go to sleep tonight, I release this, and I'm done with it, and every day I'm going to do it for 21 days since 21 days is said to be a marker in psychology that says uh, I got a new habit now or I read myself of that bad habit by doing this for 21 days straight. But no matter what it is in life, you got to do it. And we're talking about the eighth house of Scorpio because this is where power, see, even though it's the dark aspect, but this is the only place in space that you can come and you can recreate yourself. This, is, this, this area of space who the Hindus beat up <coughs> called obstacles, called longevity, is the only area of space that you can come and get some of that thing, right? It's the only place that you can come and you be like, give me some of that, or let me give you some of that, and you can enjoy yourself in a sexual way. This is the only region of space. So it can't be all that bad, surely. It's one of the most pleasurable things in creation, all right? So let's go around the wheel with it. Let's go around the wheel with it. Aries on the eighth house, naturally ruled by Mars, because Mars rules Aries. This is, to me, a natural placement here because I understand the planetary rulership. Mars rules Scorpio, eighth house, um, period. So if you got Mars in the eighth, this is natural for you. No matter what the zodiac sign, it's a natural placement as far as house expression goes. Aries here represents, because we're talking about where your sexual power is, how you like to share your money, and ultimately how you would transmute the negative qualities. Aries, negative transmutation that needs to be done represents anger because that's what Aries is known for, being a hothead, right? But this is your warrior aspect. 
So also this represents you are very driven to share things with people. You probably do this first because Aries, ruled by Mars, is the first zodiac sign, right? So this is a first instinct to you, and it's highly sexual and even aggressive. This is aggressive sexual thing. You could actually be, uh, as a woman, I would say watch out for this because you, aggra- you attract um, sexually aggressive men. All right, and men, um, you just yeah, you just you just a warrior with with that type of thing. Um, but this is definitely to me, this represents potentially depending on what's going on with Mars in the chart. This represents um, sexual abuse. All right, I can show you what the band sexual psychology is about and what a woman is looking for because we're talking about Mars. Move over to Venus. This is an oxymoron because it's an opposition. Taurus doesn't belong here. Uh, Venus is a natural ruler here. Uh, but I like it because it represents the, 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 the polarity is mirroring one another. Um, Taurus deals with money anyway, um, and, and Scorpio wants to share the money. Um, so this just simply represents we're going to talk about the estates and businesses. Thing. The negative qualities to transmute is obviously something that deals with financing. Um, this is pimping, though. This is definitely pimping because it's sex and money right here. You know what I'm saying? So it's big pimping to be done over here. But it's really talking about how do you transmute your negative, bad financial um, aspects of yourself, all right? Uh, ruled by Venus, this Venus loves to be loved um, in intense ways. Um, but this also symbolizes when you're dealing with Venus and Scorpio combinations like this, in this case, Venus is in the eighth house. It will be very similar to Venus being in Scorpio. This represents um, loyalty. Um, this region of space represents loyalty, um, but it also represents, if it, again, feeling betrayed, its energy becomes fixated on the hurt because Scorpio is fixed or the eighth house is a succulent or a fixed house, and Taurus is a fixed sign. Understand what I'm saying? So the person can become fixated on the pain versus representing the healing component of the transmutation that needs to take place. All right? Venus considered over in this particular house or, 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 or even constellation is considered to be at a uh, detriment. She doesn't do good here. All right? So bad financial karma needs to be transmutated. Sexual secrets need to be eradicated. And learning how to forgive is the biggest thing inside of relationships that need to be done right here, all right? Um, and the same thing is going to stand true when we get to Libra. Moving over to Gemini on the 8th, this is kind of funny. Um, this is all about communication, obviously. Gemini and Sag are the luckier ones in the Zodiac because with them, it's purely a mental thing and not necessarily all physical, like dealing with your money, dealing with your parents, dealing with your lover. It ain't all like that with them, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's a mental apparatus type of thing here. Um, but Gemini right here ruled by Mercury, <clears throat> the mind is on the money, uh, should be, the, but the type of money obviously that deal with the estates, the planning, the longevity, the life insurance policy, um, and, and obviously I think things that need to be transmuted here will represent um, any actions that may have been secretive because, because and this is, this is a phone sex operator, Mercury in the eighth. Lord God, don't let Mars be there too, right? This person loves to talk dirty, and they can get you going by mere talk alone. 
So the things that really need to be transmutated, if it's not even dark of a sexual nature, um, because it does represent, the eighth house of Scorpio represents power and oppression, how I like to exude my power over you. And once I feel like I don't have control over you and I can't manipulate you, then I'll, I'll even resort to doing things that you can't necessarily see and, and just to try to keep that reign over you type of thing. All right? In this case, it's, it's all with the mouth. It's all with the wordplay. All right? This is, this is a mind game uh, person right here. With, with, with Gemini on the eighth house right here with Mercury ruling this thing. So the thing to transmute would be um, harmful communication, dishonest secret communication um, that's just not true and just, you know, that, that binds people to um, your paradigm of power. All right. Cancer here, woo-wee, this represents um, mommy is going to die in this lifetime and you will witness it, but that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. majority of us will. Um, it's also, uh, this actually shows you, too, that it will probably be mom who will give you the estate, who will leave things for you in the insurance policies and things. With Gemini, probably was your brother or sisters will probably get more than you. So don't feel slighted when that happens and whatnot, that because this is a house of death and, and, and money coming to you from the death. But with cancer here, it's your mom. Your mom's going, and it's the insurance policies that, that she'll leave for you. The negative thing that needs to be transmutated from this thing is how you view women, or more, most importantly, your mother. Your mother could have been a source of karma, um, bad luck sort of thing, power, control. Even your mama could have been manipulative. Um, your relationship with her, if it can be better, this is what you need to work on. And trust and believe me, when I put on the Cosmic DNA presentations, I always show how the parents – come back and give their children the same celestial markings, and they have to deal with that. It's a fact, all right? Um, so that's cancer right there. Moving over to Leo right here, this is children, love, and romance. In the eighth house, this is a porn star. Um, I always tell people that, that, that Leo has children, but where do children come from? They come from the act of Scorpio. So these two are synonymous. They square each other, and it shows you that they're connected by the same modality of being six coming in the middle of the season, but I ain't no fool. I know what romance leads to. So that, that's, that's what it is. Um, over here with Leo on the eighth, ruled by the sun, now we have to put some emphasis on your father. The father figure is the one that potentially leaves you some money. Uh, from the insurance policies and things like that, all right? <clears throat> um, also, the negative aspect that needs to be transmuted will actually deal with how you perceive masculine energy in your life, mainly the father and people that's in authoritative positions, but this is definitely a daddy marker that you have to deal with, all right? Uh, and, and, and potentially children can be a source of some things as well. Um, depending on what's going on here, man, uh, this is, you know, you got children and sex, you put it together, and, and you see you, you see what that can potentially paint with Leo on the eighth house, all right? Um, <clears throat> moving on to Virgo on the eighth, powerful healing modality, my favorite far as healing aspect goes. Um, this is the best of the best, the cream of the crop right here. This is, man, this is high-powered stuff. Uh, <clears throat> ruled by Mercury as well, um, but the karma, the, the things that you really have to deal with, even though you're a powerful healer, the things you have to deal with is more of an internal thing with your own health. Um, your karma in this lifetime are the things that need to transmute, the things you hold on, because anger turns into, or that hate, let's call it hate. That hate is a fire element. Fire turns into anger. It, it's something that's inside of you. It's something that resides in you. This right here, it resides in, your, it, it resides in you so much 
that it, it can kill you because the eighth house is the house of death, although in the fourth house of astrology we call that the house of endings. However, the eighth house is traditionally the house of death, all right? So, therefore, Virgo here is some type of ill health placement that needs to be transmuted, all right? So you will probably experience cancer or, or, or anything, you know, uh, eighth house venereal diseases, uh, anything, anything that's just what we would call ill health so you can learn how to transmute that yourself and become the doctor that you are within you, all right? So watch out on the things that you hold on to because it's going to, be, it's going to become a health issue for you, all right? And necessarily nobody else. With Virgo, this is you and your own health. Moving over to Libra, um, this is not too bad, but, again, it deals with relationships. So the, the, the things that need to be transmutated here is obviously the secrets that may appear in relationships because it's ruled by Venus. So, you know, this is, this is sexual secrets. This is um, uh, anything uh, having power over somebody in relationships, being hurt in a relationship, period. These are the negative qualities that need to be um, transmutated when you have that right there. But it's powerful in relationships as far as sharing of the finances and, and, and doing that. I call this grown man business. When you get in the eighth house, this is when you become grown. This is when you say, hey, I'm going to share this with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to let you into my world. This is the house of secrets. Lord knows I'm more of a cluster of planets right here. So I can be a secretive person. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, listen, I don't want to be like that. And everybody know my story. You know, my story was, you know, I had sexual secrets in the past, um, you know, especially when I just thought, you know, that it was over, and, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but um, learning how to, um, learning how to, in honesty, allow, allow my wife into that secret, in the inside of that sacred space. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, here, 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 here go the passwords, everything I got. There you go. Yeah, because I, I I'm not going to live that part of that frequency. So really the truth with Libra right here um, is allowing your uh, partner, and this could be business partnerships and, 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 and obviously your marriage partner, to enter the sacred domain of um, secrets, the things you hold of value. This is because this is the joint account type of thing, right? So these people you have to share with, and this is why this is your business partner as well. All right, uh, Scorpio here is just a natural, it's a natural flow of the same energy. Scorpio naturally rules this place. So now all of it becomes um, amplified, right? All of it becomes amplified. So it's the sexual secrets, it's, 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 it's Libra times two, you know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. I don't even necessarily have to define that because we're talking about what needs to be transmutated from the aspect of power, control, manipulation, um, jealousy, hate. Uh, but also the hot side of how to share our, 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 our values with people, love people, and investigate things and, and tap into um, unseen information and eventually present that to the public um, because Scorpio and Capricorn have a what we call a sextile relationship. They support one another. So you bring these investigative studies into the fine. This is why investigators often work for government. You know what I mean? Scientific researchers and things, they publish things for government because they have a harmonious relationship. They go hand in hand, all right? Uh, moving over to SASH, the other um, fault frequency over here, man, it's kind of strange. Jupiter traditionally rules this particular energy. So it's big, if big money comes your way, this is a big inheritance potentially, especially if you don't have no Saturn placement, uh, harsh aspects. Um, this is money that's not yours that comes in through investment or something. Um, this, you know, it's, 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 or somebody, again, dies and leaves you this large amount of money because Jupiter is so large, that's what it does. Um, 
And you can expect that here. The transmutation here is interesting. Um, <clears throat> I really can't really see the things that need to be done in this particular area. Um, it rules the thaws. It deals with college education. It's law. It's travel. Um, and the, um, the only thing, Sagittarius is the truth, though, and Scorpio is the secret. So if anything is, is being able to express your truth because oftentimes, see, it's a big difference between uh, a secret and a lie is not the same. That's Pisces. Pi- Pisces is the lie. Pisces is the, is the secret enemy, the 12th house. That, that's, that's the deception factor. Scorpio knows the truth and just won't tell you the truth. It's doing two totally different things. It's, I'm not lying to you. I just didn't initiate you and tell you what the mystery or what the secret was. I was just holding it. These are two totally different things. They're synonymous because they support one another, but they're not the same thing here. So Sagittarius on the 8th is being able to be, uh, don't be manipulative and necessarily to a degree where it hurts other people about your truth. All right, because Sag is definitely the, it's the bow and arrow. And who I say is Joseph in the story when you look at Genesis 49, because Kabbalistic wives are even popular. Um, popular correspondence says that Benjamin represents the tribe of uh, Sagittarius. But when you clearly look at Genesis 49, Joseph, about this bow, um, you know, that, that, that's Sagittarius all day. That's Joseph, man. <clears throat> you know, and, and that's my correspondence. And see, that's why it's imperative for you to read, for you to involve yourself in the spiritual study, because you may come up with your own correspondence, man. What you think the priest did? They sat back and observed, and they came up with their own correspondence, and they gave it to a world. All right? <clears throat> and the fact that, <clears throat> how about this? <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Uh, the creator is motion, and he changes his name based off of locale. Now, you see that in just the United States alone. If you go to the, 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 the Islamic temple here, the Jewish synagogue here, if you change land, land mass, you see it. But I'm talking about within astrological ages. Because to me now, if you tell me that Daniel, or I'm sorry, Ezekiel saw this vision of four faces, an ox, uh, this eagle, and a bull, and, and, or, or a lion and man. He's talking about the fixed signs of the zodiac that's on the world card, right? So fixed signs of the zodiac equal 26 in numerical order. The second sign is Taurus, the fifth is Leo, and the eighth is Scorpio, and the eleventh is uh, Aquarius. That equals 26, but 26 is the sacred name of the creator, right? The Tetragrammaton. So, 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 therefore... The creator's numerical value represents the four signs of the age that we're in. The age that we're in is Aquarius, but in order to have a physical world, you must have a square. You must have four, right, four corners. So, therefore, the sign across from Aquarius is Leo. The midway points is Taurus and Scorpio, and opposite Taurus is Scorpio, and vice versa. Opposite Scorpio is Taurus. So the grand, uh, when you look at the base of a pyramid, a pyramid, we get stuck and say a pyramid is, is this three-sided shape because we get encapsulated on a triangle. But the base is a square. It's four. It's four corners on the pyramid, right? So this whole four-corner thing deals with the age that we're in. So, therefore, the next age that we're going into, the God frequency is going to change. 
he won't be the same God. It won't be the same name. If you'd be in that total different age, total different vibration of celestial influence, it'd be coming down on mankind. So when we look at the procession story of, of Jesus being the Son of God, I say this often, you know, with, 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 with being the Lamb of God, that's Aries, but he become go meet the two fishermen is the first thing he did, so he met Pisces through the procession of the equinox. Then they went to go hit my man off, John the Baptist, who was the Aquarius, the water bearer. And then next thing you know, my man was crucified at the skull of Golgotha. You know, the skull and the bone structure is Capricorn. We just took you through the celestial ages. He rolling with the twelve signs. He rolling with the twelve disciples with him rolling with the twelve signs of the zodiac. Same thing with Jacob as the son, and he got twelve. He got twelve sons, and his one son is talking about the sun and the moon and stars. You see what I'm saying? This is a celestial story that's talking about. So your God will actually change his name based off the vibration of light. And this is why you see God has 72 names or the 99 attributes of Allah. God changes his name based on the vibratory uh, 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 projection of light. All right? So, all right, so moving on. Um, Capricorn, man. Capricorn over here represents, uh, this, is a, this is a father element, too, because it's ruled by Saturn. Now, oftentimes it can be mommy, but this is definitely, uh, I've seen it manifest in this reality a lot of times as a father. Now, Capricorn on the eighth denotes, because it's ruled by Saturn, it, it strongly denotes that you are going to have some type of delay. When somebody dies and leaves you some money, there's some type of delay that's there. Anytime I see clients with that, I tell them that, man, fix that business ASAP, especially you that's into changing your name, uh, status correction and whatnot, you want to make sure that your parents' insurance policy matches what you got going on right now because Saturn does represent government and restrictions. So, therefore, if this is the natural ruler of your eighth house, when it's, when it's time for insurance policies and money to, 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 that's not yours but that's coming to you, it's for some reason it's kind of hard to get to it. So you got to understand what this zodiacal frequency is talking about. So also, you know, it, it represents the dad over here sometimes, you know, like I said earlier. And whatnot. The things that need to be transmutated is your laziness uh, of not handling business. Capricorn represents big success, big business, get up, be disciplined, have a prudence, have a fortitude that's necessary to handle business day in and day out, man, so you can be highly successful in life. And you did, this is definitely a big boy marker with, 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 with Capricorn on the eighth because not only does Saturn and Capricorn represent success, but it's talking about when I die, not just when people die and leave me money, but it talks about how I'm going to die and how I'm, I'm potentially going to set up things uh, for the next generation of folks to be successful. So this is big boy business here. I would say the negative quality here is uh, being lazy. All right, get, get, get off of that and, 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 and get busy because Capricorn demands that you climb the mountaintop. All right, and again, if you got any negative karma with your parents, but particularly daddy, um, then you need to deal with that ASAP. And you probably need to go to MyAstrologyCoach.com and click on Saturn 360 like right now, seriously. All right, moving on to Aquarius on the eighth. Woohoo! I got this. Uh, I got Cap Nashry as the ruler, but Aquarius is over here. Um, man, this is this is about um, man. It's weird to kind of read yourself sometimes. This is about. Uh, friends, groups of people, technology, the revolution, the change for humanity, uh, and sharing, sharing your values, sharing even your finances. You know, like I don't like that's the thing. Like, like, like I could be like, nah, man, 
ain't let nobody on my platform because Keisha going to make money doing readings. Casilda going to make money doing crystal readings. Jew going to make money because he's just bright and, and, and nope, ain't, ain't doing it because it's my platform anyway. I built it first, you know, by myself before I had people come on and help me. Like, like Aquarius don't even roll like that, man. It's a prime example right there. It, it's a prime example. Like, I know that, 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 that if you plan, you will plan a trip, money manifestation trip that's going to be right in between the equinox and solstice, that potentially does something. Because it's eight house about finance. That potentially does something to finance. But me and him got a certain relationship that we work certain things out. And then, you know, we got to know, okay, I got, I got another project over here. And then we can do business on this right here. And it's, it's all good. So, so Aquarius here is talking about the sharing for the group of values where everybody can get it get into the mysteries, and get into sharing some bread with one another, right? So, but the negative aspect here would be, man, I have to probably open up Julon and tell me what this is so I can just, I have to look at myself here. Um, um, the negative aspect here, man, uh, and, and I, ain't, I ain't trying to shy it down, uh, but it, it could be power and control over friends and people. I don't think I possess that quality. That ain't what I was talking about. What I was actually thinking with is being so damn uh, friendly to allow any and everybody to come along and, and, and not being able to see. Because remember, energy is a two-way street. We're talking about the house of secrets and the house of manipulation. So people who come in, it's not necessarily you doing these things. The people who come in do these things. So if it's Libra, it's not you being a bad person in the relationship. It can be the person in the relationship that you experience have done these things because the energy is a two-way street. So for me, I think it's definitely been more of uh, 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 being quick to befriend folks and allow them to that level of my life where they can get in and then it's something else. You know what I'm saying? And even in, 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 even in my own aspect of being so caught up in what perceived to be the freedom, the love, and the humanitarian work and aspect and, and, falling, uh, and falling for uh, people, uh, falling for people in, in that kind of capacity because, remember, we're talking about the house of sex. You see what I'm saying? So this is a great because uh, Aquarius is known as the as the great mind. I really want to say a bad word, F-U-C-K, but I'm getting away from that. But you know, it's the great mind, F-U-C-K type of thing. Gemini too, Libra too, because it's the air sign thing. So that that could actually take place right here. All right. So you want to watch the negative things to transmute right here is um, being honest about who who you consider to be friends and the groups of people that you're involving yourself with. All right, what's your, what's your aim? Do you seek to control them and not be honest with them and have secret sexual relations? There I go. Have certain secret relations, see what I'm saying? Or is it being done to you, around you, you see what I'm saying? So that's the negative qualities to transmute in that area. Last but not least, Pisces. Really? Now, this one right here is nice. Pisces on the 8th. Uh, highly clairvoyant, obviously, um, but this represents, too, you can steal somebody's money or somebody's going to steal your money because this is ruled by Neptune, and that means that there's some type of uh, illusion, something that you can't see too clearly, a secret enemy per se, um, that's around that wants to swindle your money. This is drug money. This is drug money to the death as well because the eighth house is death. And this, also, this is like some type of, it's very nasty, man. This is, so the eighth house is occult and hidden and magical anyway, and Pisces is spiritual. 
Um, psychic, this, this, is a, this is a monster. And when I say a monster, I'm saying a good monster as far as clairvoyant abilities, but also a monster if they choose to use that for the negative aspect. The, the, the negative energy to transmute here is your spiritual truth and your dark, nasty ways on the spirit plane because this person will put a curse on your behind and won't think twice about it. I don't care what you tell me. I know how to read this stuff. That's, that's the negative aspect of that one. If they want to have spiritual control over you is the, is the key here. So they're doing things in the backdrop by conjuring up rituals on you, and you don't even know it. And you're going, in, you're going to them for, for advice. All right? So that is the 12 signs of the Zodiac going through the house of power and how to recreate those things. The only thing you got to do is, and when I open up the line, and I take a few calls, um, I don't know. You almost shouldn't have to say, well, I got this right here, unless you didn't hear me say it. But I just gave you the whole one now. And that's why in 2014 I'm doing something different. 2014, you'll be able to go to the website, uh, and you'll be able to get this kind of information on the MP3 side. Uh, some of it will be free downloads, and some of it will be a small donation, man, because we got so much going we got so much going on, and it do, it do take fun to run things. A big shout-out to, to Inez and, 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 and Tanika. And, and, and everyone else who participated in our Christmas giving. But, you know, we got, we got children love funds to get children back to school. We got a bill fund that we contribute into. You know, we just, you know as, 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 as spiritual people, um, it becomes your duty, your solemn obligation um, to have some type of program that helps people um, and, and sometimes donation is needed, and sometimes you just have to put a monetary, small monetary value on certain things to allocate it over here so we can do bigger and greater things, man. Uh, and, and three, I like to always look at growth. I think we've grown phenomenally. Um, I think that um, if I came in in September, there's the fall equinox of 2010. Um, um, immediately that, that first equinox trip in March of 2011 was the first um, trip that I ever hosted. You know what I mean? It's only 2013 now, so that's only technically two years that I've actually only been doing that. And to go from um, from the radio show to, to the love fund, helping people pay their bills, over 100 bills paid, um, to the, the property in Denver, the thousands of people that we've actually helped out literally, made their lives better, um, helping children get back to school for the first time in a positive way this year, um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you know that that you know that we've acquired, that we've done. You know what I mean? And gonna continue to do it. I thank all of y'all for y'all support, man, because that's what it's about. Like when you when you rock with us over here, I promise you, you are gonna get the best. Like really think about it. Like 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 you saw a brother in distress, and you was like, man, you should create a love fund for that. And then we just start powwowing on it, and voila, it was created. You know what I mean? Like, 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 and I don't, I don't care what other people are doing. And it's not to shun nobody, but it's like I said in one of my blogs, like, that's the right thing to do. You're supposed to have a love fund. Um, um, that's just what you're supposed to do. Because I know when I go out my door and go around a corner, man, I know that the church is feeding people. And, 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 and they don't care about the person's religious uh, affiliations, and they don't need necessarily no, they don't need no kind of membership. You can come in off the street and get something to eat, you know what I mean? And that, that's how they give back, you know what I mean? And, that, and that's what it's about. It's about being, for me as an Aquarius, it's about being down on the grassroots level and being able to help people, man. 
the best way I can, any way I can. You know what I mean? That, that That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, when y'all give, you know, understand that, you know, you can see what I would say tangible results, man. And I don't play the nationality game. Lord knows. You better be glad I don't. I don't, I don't, that's not, it's not my league. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't play that. I don't, I don't, I don't deal with health. I don't go dipping in other aspects of the Zodiac in the wheel because it's just not my strong point. Not that I can't develop it, you know what I mean, like, but I, I, stick to, I stick to what I'm here to do, and I'm here to do this. I explain my chart. I give my chart out openly to people. A lot of people don't even do that. Other astrologers don't give you the information. They don't even want you to see it because I understand how precious it is, but I'm like, yo, listen, man, I'm an open book, man. I don't miss this is what it is for me. You know what I mean? I got a grand fire chart. I'm master number 33. When you light up my chart, you see the Metatron's cube. You know, I'm, I'm a house stellum in Aquarius. I suppose to deal with metaphysics. My midhaven, which is career, is at 11 degrees, which is a master number in itself. Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Neptune, the spirituality. So I'm supposed to be doing something spiritual for a career. When I look at the planet Neptune, Neptune is in the sixth house when I was born. The sixth house represents the job that you do day to day. It ain't necessarily your career, but it's day to day. I just happen to pick a time to be born when my career planet is in the house of everyday work. So sometimes a job and everyday work is not the same as a career. Those are two totally different things. They're synonymous and close. Maybe you can turn your job into a career or end up being your career by default. You know what I'm saying? I just so happen to be able to, you know, I, I pick that for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and that's why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And, any, and, that's, what, and that's one thing I, I commend us with. I think we're excellent at helping people identify what you're here to do and giving you some bright ideas to get started by even just employing some of the techniques that we use to get started and you go off on your own way, especially those of you that, and this is anything, but those of you that may be into the spiritual craft, man, um, my door is open to share that platform. And with that, I'll take a few calls today, man, because i got a 2 o'clock session. Uh, I think this is like a Skype number, or 111, all ones, what's happening? 111, can you hear me? All right, I'll come back to you. Sound like you was pressing the button, but the button didn't go. I'm going to nine seven three two seven nine. What's happening? Hi, Ampu. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. What's up with you? Uh, a lot is up with me. I was listening to um, the information, at least trying to follow it, concerning Capricorn. Unfortunately, mm. I don't know the time of day that I was born. I was actually born mm. in England. I have everything mm. but the time of day. And it never dawned on me when my mother was here to ask her that because I really mm-hmm. wasn't look, looking into astrology. But mm-hmm. um, I deal with a lot of the issues that you reference with Capricorn, whether it was the father elements, um, the delays with the state, the forgiveness mm-hmm. issues. It's like I don't know where I'm at on that chart, but I know everything that I hear about Capricorn, it's like I'm right there in the middle but lost in it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect um, sense because you want you, mm-hmm. Struggle with family. Struggle with the job versus the career aspect. What I do, I do well, but I know it's not my purpose because it doesn't feel good. It feels mm-hmm. like drudgery. And I'm mm-hmm. really just trying to find myself with all this negative energy. That just mm-hmm. always seems to come about out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I can feel it. <clears throat> I can feel it on you. Um, two things. One thing is uh, call it Friday if you want and get a free reading because Keisha can lace you up on that tarot. Tarot ain't got nothing to do with your time of birth. So now we're able to get some color to the situation and get and get results from, you know, what, what's around and, and, you know, how to deal with it and where you should be going. That's not necessarily predicated upon time. And then to get the correct time, because maybe you would want to know, that's something that can be done. It's called chart rectification. Um, and I, I outsource that. Um, I have, you know, I have competent people who I like and admire um, who, who can do that. Um, and just let me know. In, inbox me. Um, you can hit my Gmail up, no more ample at Gmail. Um, and just say, yeah, you know, I'm a sister from, from the U.K. told you I didn't have a birth time. This is my birthday. Um, and I'll see if someone can take a look at that for me in a free time um, to, to get a chart rectification done. But sometimes it requires an interview or something, or I ask them what the charge may be. Because when you're putting the pieces of the puzzle together like that, it's like, okay, how many children do you have? Okay, what's the zodiac sign of the first one? You know, it, it, right. So then it becomes, okay, what age did your daddy die? Okay, uh, have you ever been in an accident? Where did you hurt yourself at? Okay, you hurt yourself with me? All right, that's, we're just piecing all the puzzles together based off of string, strings of events that happen in your life. So it's, it's mm-hmm. time-consuming. So the, if I, if somebody tell me, hey, I can do it for X amount of price, when you ready, because they may charge me for it, and rightfully so, let me know by emailing me, and then I'll hook you up with that person for the chart rectification, and then me and you can get together. And if you want to discuss further, and you know about the, you know, the, with the astrology aspect of what it all means and everything. But at the bare minimum, I strongly suggest you call in Friday at 11:45 our time, a.m. right before noon, and I open you up because um, you all want. But open you up so that way you can get a colorful reading with Keisha. All right. Okay. Um, what 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 time zone are you on? I'm in the east. Okay, so that's my time. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the you know your show description, you were talking about taxes and estate and what is forgiveness in your in your chart. All as, uh-huh. as far as the forgiveness in your chart, I won't be able to really tap into that correctly unless I do this chart rectification. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Because I need to know the constellation that was right there. The constellation tells us how, you see. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to go back and listen to some of your archives because it's, it's, it's okay. a lot of great yeah, areas, sure. and I'm not sure. Of. You know, unfortunately, it makes you feel as if, you know, like if someone was adopted and they never met their yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I'm so anti-adoption. Like, I'm yeah, weird, it really man. feels that way. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. That that's torture. I understand. I got you. Yeah. Um, could right. you just elaborate just a little bit about how did the taxes in the state refer, I mean, how does it relate to Capricorn? I, yeah, I well, 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 what happens is, is, is Capricorn in itself deals with government and responsibility. But the eighth mm-hmm. house, the region of space, deals with um, when people die, um, you know, this is money that's not necessarily yours. It's insurance policies. We call it wills and legacies right here. So it's just, it just represents an inheritance. So if you had Capricorn right here, then it's talking about you would get an inheritance, potentially maybe from your father, but there would be some type of delay and hold up through government aspect. Because since the eighth house deals with taxes in the states, and Saturn, Capricorn represents government, 
they're like, oh, hold up, we're auditing you right now. You know what I mean? So it becomes some type of delay type of thing is how that how that I'm goes. going to that for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what that would mean in terms of the eighth house? Um, it's a very strong possibility that you're there. Um, there. So you could be an eighth house uh, son. Like, like for me, I'm an eighth house And uh, see, with me, like, I didn't got so good at this. Like, I talk, everybody who talked to me, everybody that's listening, you're listening because you and I have something in common. You and everybody else have something in common on this phone. There, there's a web here. Some of these people are, you know, could be people who you've been with before on an intimate level. These could be great friends from the past. Some of these people would make excellent relationship partners for you now, good business investors. Like everybody, you may have the same moon to the dude. Everybody is here for a reason. I just don't be having time to put it all together, but everybody's here for a reason. So you may, because I'm, I'm saying that to say, since I'm an eighth house, uh, Stellum, got a couple planets there, you, and it sound like what you're going through, you may be the same type of way. You may have been born... Um, for us in the East Coast time, you could have been born like past 12 o'clock. You know, this is usually 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon type of thing, midday for us. So you could have been born at midday, you know what I mean, because it, it does sound like that's what it is, especially if you've been going for for the last couple years. But at the same time, too, Mr. Saturn himself is in the sign of, of Scorpio. So it's the same dynamic, you see what I'm saying, in the sky right now. So, you know, some things, again, we would have to put it all together. But it sounds like it. It sounds like it. It sounds right. like it. Interesting. Very interesting. I do appreciate the information that you're you're giving to um, to everyone now here. I think it really requires further inquiry. I, mean, I really do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, give me a call. I will. Yeah. I all definitely right. will. Okay. Thank okay, you. Cool. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, you brought up a good point. You brought up a good point. Call us for A13. I'm going to come to you next. The sexual aspect. Now, I mean, I, I kind of shot away from it, but I did. I did title it that way. Sometimes I got to do that to get y'all in here. But, all right, let me, let me run through the sex. Mars, uh, aggression warrior. This is Aries right here. Aggressive, you know, that's, that's sexual appetite. Uh, very passionate. Uh, Venus is more sensual. Um, with Taurus right here, and you can you can make love on a pile of money. You know uh, that that's the whole thing there. Gemini, this is uh, this is talking love, moon love with Cancer love. Um, cancer sex is 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 more of a intimate emotional experience. This is definitely emotional. This person may even cry when they make a love. Like some people do that, right? Uh, Leo here, this is just very flat out romantic fun and freaky and fiery as hell. Uh, Virgo right here, this person wants you to pinch their right toe while you're licking their right ear. They want to analyze the sexual experience is what I'm getting at here. And they, it takes them some time for them to warm up, and they want the details of it. And even though if you're talking phone sex as Mercury, they want the details of, oh, what you doing? Okay, now what you doing? You pulling my panties down? Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's analyzing everything, right? Libra here is just um, – intimate relationship, and it's fairly, I like it because it's relationships. Scorpio here is just times 10, and it's just powerful, powerful sexual union. Uh, it's dark. It's, 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 it's in the graveyard if you want it. It has magic and candles going. It's very, it's into sex magic all day long. Um, Sagittarius here is, um, they, they do it big time, maybe even do it a lot, maybe do it too much because of Jupiter rulership and gives it that exaggeration and overabundance type of thing. And this person also may have a foreign 
sexual partner in their life at one time in their life, all right? Um, so you can look forward to that or doing it when you're outside of the country uh, type of thing. Uh, even back to the Gemini thing, because Gemini represents short travel on the eighth house. They may want to pull over real fast and do it uh, type of thing. Uh, if you go over to Capricorn, this is grandma, grandpa type of thing, slow, prudent, but, hey, it may be good and long-lasting because Saturn says, ah, I ain't rushing like you, Mars. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to get to the mountaintop. So this may be some stamina type of sex type of thing. Uh, moving over to Aquarius, it may be weird. Hey, let's go outside in the middle of a damn hurricane since the, the winds ain't blowing like that and it's raining. You know, let's, let's go outside real fast. Uh, let's do it on top of some books and computers and of astrology. That, that's Aquarius, right? You got to you gotta want to get into the scientific convention type of thing. Um, uh, coming over to last and not least, Pisces, um, this is very emotional, too, kind of like cancer, uh, very emotional, um, and, it, and it's just very, uh, uh, it's a very spiritual thing, though. This is this is very spiritual thing that must be approached, um, must be approached cautiously. And maybe, like, ladies, if you like, like, like it depends what you like, right? The fire type could be the, the gangster type. So you look at the fire signs on the, on the, on the eighth house to, to understand sexual compatibility, right? The fire signs on the eighth house, is, it could be too fast because fire is fast, right? But it could be romantic and just, just, just that brow thrust. Then if you got earth signs here, they may probably more slow and prudent and take their time but got more stability and stamina, Right? And, and and then you may have um, the air signs. These people, they talk a good one, but they probably ain't doing it all like that. Or while they're doing it, they're talking a good one. And then last but not least, the water signs, uh, for men, she may got that wet, wet. You know what I mean? This is, you need a wet, wet. Clean up on our eight right here. Like, this is, this is, wow. You know, so this is how you start to understand the elemental character of a person while you understand these different regions by understanding that. And then you get mixtures. Right, so you may have um, the eighth house may have an earth sign on it. Slow, prudent, discipline, stamina. But majority of the eighth house falls on the next sign, so it may be an air sign that's next. So they got all the stamina, and they talking, they talking, they talking a big game of buku bucks while they doing it. See what I'm saying? So you got to learn how to put it all together. All right, just like that. So we go to call it from the eight one three four nine five. You on live? What's happening? Peace and food is that? How you doing? Hey, I have a question. You know uh-huh. me and my questions. Okay, I have Leo ruling my eighth house, and then I have Virgo, you know, that's in the majority, but I also have Venus and Virgo there in my eighth house. So with that marking, what, what can I do with that as far as the, you know, the healing aspects of Virgo? Uh, that's Rick James. I'm messing with you. Um <laughs> The healing, the healing aspect with, see, remember, Leo is the traditional ruler. However, if you have planetary markings in Virgo, uh, it's a two-way street. Um, look at, again, with Leo, once you look at the man in your life, look at your father, look at your father's relationship, um, but just look at your relationship with men, how you love them, the romantic aspect. It maybe has something to do with children. Um, Virgo, just is, Virgo here is just only going to help you analyze how you additionally feel about the man, daddy, or the men who you love, and the children, and wants you to analyze it in a way where it doesn't affect your health. This is it's two things going on right here. Um, so, you know, with, with classic Leo, um, uh, and understand it again, transmute starts with fire. One of the most powerful things we can ever do, y'all, is, is really understand fire and, and, and by systematically doing things like, uh, I'm a big fan of the parchment aspect, writing things out on parchment, 
uh, understand the planetary movement and then lighting fire to it and sending that to the ether because the fire amplifies the force, just like cooking or anything else. Fire is an amplifier, you know what I mean? So you have to, you have to, you have to utilize the power of the sun. The, the good thing is the sun, Leo is the God factor of the solar system because it's the sun ruled by the sun. So, therefore, it gives you the power to do anything you want. Wherever Leo is or what's popping off in your, in your eighth house, or just understanding your son. There's three ways we can get at this. Understanding the power of the son, period, is is factor. Understanding the fifth house is another factor. And understanding the Leo constellation is another factor. But utilizing the power of the sun for you helps you transmute this. So you can do extra. And see, remember, Virgo is about writing, being analytical. So you can write about some of these things um, <clears throat> that, 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 for lack of a better word, plague you. And... Um, Burn. <laughs> you can write the same thing for 21 days straight and burn it for 21 days straight to set it in pattern, but use fire to do it. See, this is how we know, y'all, on, on what element we need to be invoking in our lives in certain areas. Okay. Thank you so much. That makes sense all day. <clears throat> you got it. You got it. All right. Thank you. All right. You got it. You're welcome. Peace. <clears throat> Told y'all, man. 2014, I'm up the ante on y'all, man. We're going to have fun. We're going to learn this thing, and we're going to move and groove and go to another level. 803-406. Thank you. Very much. 803-406. Hello. Hey, what's Yo. up? What's, what's up, up, man? Hey. What's up? You step all on my toes this morning. <laughs> what I do, man? Happy wow. anniversary, too, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're talking about having a spiritual gift, and people should be able to get out there and use them. You step all over my screen, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I say, man. Don't inbox me all your number nines and offsets. Nah, write a blog about it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But um, in my chart, I'm looking at, I have um, Scorpio on the eighth house, and I have mm-hmm. Neptune there. So, oh, yeah. That's good, man. For you to be married 16 years and, and, and to be a great teacher, uh, I think you have exemplified the higher aspect of that side because that's really a, a strong deception factor in, in sex. And you can either cheat and lie about it like a mug or it can happen to you. And if it has happened on either party, to still be together and, and, and celebrate, what is it, 16 years celebrating 16 uh, represents yeah. the power of transformation. I guess the question I would want the audience to hear is, has this ever happened in a relationship where someone has been uh, practicing, somebody committed adultery or infidelity? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to yeah. hate Y'all see that? Y'all see the eight house? That's the eight house. Like, Look at I ain't saying nothing. You crazy? That's the eight house. I don't, don't want to give it up. Nope, I ain't saying that. But go ahead. What's the answer, sir? <laughs> Yeah. We're working, uh, yeah. you see, all right, so we're working on transmutation, y'all. Listen up. This is, this is key. All right, so now, now the next question is, and let me know if I have to delete this radio show, all right, because I don't want you to get in trouble. Do, do both parties know? It kind of up in the air, kind of iffy. Can't figure it out. I'll put it like that. Okay, all right, all right. All right, so... The key here, and that's cool. The key here is 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 
Hey, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what Minister Jew told me. He said, Noble, you gotta promise me. Never do that again, man. Don't don't do that no more. And I said, <laughs> Okay, man. I promise you, man. For real, he swore me, man. I ain't never had nobody see that, that that's the beauty of a great friendship, man. When somebody can come to you and and and, 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 and say say, Promise me. Like, promise me you never do that again, man. And I'm like, all right, man, damn it, I promise. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, um, see, that, that's the negative. So what you, what you got to do is the way you – because, see, look at this. I'm, I'm telling you, Neptune is about the highest spiritual abyss you can ever get to. That's Pisces. Pisces says, listen, I don't need no chart. I don't need tarot. I don't need anything. God tells me when I ask, and sometimes I don't have to ask. I can go to sleep, which represents transmute. I can go to sleep, a line, and a car going down the street, 3373. Look, I can get this information from the divine world on you, right? That, that's what a clairvoyant person is. So when you hold the secrets and, and the manipulation, you start to exemplify the negative aspect of that. So we set, we set ourselves up for reincarnation to come back with afflictions. You see what I'm saying? So now, now the negative aspect of Neptune, man, is drugs and alcohol and, cre- and, and confinement in the eighth house. So your next incarnation, you'll come back with an inflicted as Neptune because you lied and you didn't tell the truth. And now, since you did it in the house of secrets, then 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 you're going to you you're going to be a woman and you're going to get abused, or or it's just going to be something strenuous. You see what I'm saying? So so the, the way you transmute it is you just be honest and you don't you don't deal with the deceptive factor that Neptune brings in that area of your life. Right, right. That's all. I said, just don't do it. Man, you missed my head a few minutes ago. <laughs> hey, man. You're on point. You're on point. I swear to God. No, no, that, that, that's a sensitive marker right there because it has right. everything to do with when Neptune is around. Look, that's God himself that got his eye on you. Like, I don't need no angels. Bump that. I, I got this one. I'm watching this. And right. Like so you, you, you Neptune Right. With me being a Pisces, that's my first house school. That's another aspect of that. But anyway, yeah, yeah you on it, you on it, you on it. Yeah, man. Just don't do it. That's all. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, man. That's what it is. I've right. seen a few. Right. All right. <clears throat> uh oh, I see you. I got my buddy in the house, a Minty. I'm, I'm coming to you next to Minty. Then seven oh seven after that. Seven one eight six five five. What's happening? <sighs> Peace. What's going on, Ampu? This is Coco. What's up, Coco? What's good? I'm good. What do I call it? So I was seeing, well, this morning I woke up, had a dream, and it was about sex and forgiveness. And once I looked on my Facebook and I saw your stat, I was like, yo, that's hella real. That's deep. So I was like, I Mm got to listen in. So Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you real quick what my dream was about. It was... It was like me um, trying to forgive my my ex, my last partner, and um, I'm all clear. So my birthday is February seven. So while I was trying to go forgive him, I like wrote something and I gave it to him. 
but mm-hmm. instead he was expecting something more and he was like in my dream he was like oh don't you really just want me don't don't you want me to forgive you for calling you bitch and i just stood quiet so i was like kind of hesitant to to continue to act you know to forgive him so you know how our ankles the aquarius that's our um you know that's our thing so like in the dream I, while i was walking towards him my ankle just got like like something just chopped my ankle and I fell, <laughs> and uh-huh. I was I just stopped I just stopped I stood on the floor and I was like I guess I'm not supposed to do this right now, and he mm-hmm. was like get up and he was telling me to get up and I got up, but I just turned around I was like no you because you, I guess his arrogance I was like nah I'm not gonna do this, but like I've been I've been wanting to forgive him, but um. It's, it's interesting. And when I was just listening in, my eighth house is in Aries, and uh-huh. that's my Mars is in Aries in the eighth house. So I was just in wow. my North Node is in Aries in the eighth house. So I was oh, like, Lord. wow, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got you have to. You you have no more two malefic things. The North Node is a malefic intersection. It ain't even a planetary body. It's a point of reference that says if this was to cross right here, it would be right here. If the moon was to cross this path, it would happen right here. Uh, and, that, and that intersection is real. I've seen when I study murders, um, something transiting, Mars, Saturn, or even the sun can jump north node. So that's why they call it the dragon's head. It, it swallows you up as a dragon. Like That's a malefic point. Um, that's, something, that's something that you have to grow into and be in Aries right there. It's the first order of the day constellation while all the way at your first house. However, constellation imprint says, I please, please, would you please make this first? And even Mars is somewhere in the vicinity that's saying, listen, girl, you've got to draw this because Mars don't play. He don't like to wait. So it's like, can you please um, draw this area to rejuvenation? Um, so some so healing and obviously the, the transmutation and forgiveness can come in. Um, because if not, then you plan on the south node, and, and, and the south node is just far away from there saying, nope, I don't want to go through transformation. I want to stay here on the values in the second house. But the values is obviously from the south node. The values is, is from the old school. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't fit what you need to become in this lifetime. You know what I mean? So um, that, that's an interesting dream. It's on, that's crazy. It's on point, mm-hmm. man. I, I like it, man, because mm-hmm. it, it's the theme, your Aquarius, the ankles, that it rules that. But that's to show you, it's a perfect example to show you how, um, you know, just how your physical body is really composed of these celestial energies, and that's you telling yourself, that's your higher self that's telling you, like, when you're going to go through this transformation and forget this, this, uh-huh. this, this guy, you know what I mean? Let, let, let it go, you know what I mean? So... Uh-huh. Well, thank you. I, you know, uh-huh. feeling like I, I felt like, um, you know, through my like healing process, I felt like I forgive the whole situation. But this dream, like, made me see, like, did I really forgive him? Is do I want an apology from him? Is there more that I'm expecting from this forgiveness? And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's just like, nah. I have to just. Like, again, like with my higher self, just take the forgiveness for myself and just be like, all right, I forgive him, I apologize, whatever um, it may be, like, to just move forward and, tra- like you said, transmutate. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was just like, wow. Because like, I, I left it alone for a while. I thought, like, okay, I, I went, you know, during the Scorpio time when it was Scorpio, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through my healing, do the transmutation, transform. 
and I left it alone. And I'm thinking yeah. I'm good about it. And then I had this dream. I'm like, what? It's still there. It's still hithering around me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes this stuff takes a long time to read. It takes, um, it, it's everyday work. It never stops. It's, it's not a process to say, you know, even if I do 21 days straight, um, it's all about your current actions in the now that represent what your status is. You know what I'm saying? So today, like, if I'm if I'm 15 years clean of alcohol, you know what I mean, I can go get a drink right now and I can relapse. And and, 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 and it puts me in a hole. My status changed instantly based off where I'm at in my current decision-making. So in Saturday 360, the prime minister said, I am aware of my karma by being aware of my thoughts. So my current mental state that predicts my um, actions dictates what my karma is going to be. So just because I truly forgive you, I will have what they call the yet or horror, the evil inclination to come up, maybe through dream, maybe it's a pattern that's still running in the background in my subconscious mind and wants me to deal with this person. Um, it's how I move forward or how I act on the information at that time of decision-making that is going to spell have I moved on and forget or if not. The point is it's an everyday thing. That's why the first thing in AA, it tells you to admit it, and then it's a day-by-day thing, literally. Yeah. Every single day you got to yeah. do it. Yeah. So, so if stop. you can't, absolutely. So if you can, like you mentioned, um, the eighth house in Aries is uh, for women to watch out for s- sexual abuse. Can uh-huh. you um, go a little more in on that? Well, no, I mean, that's really it in the theme because Mars represents aggression and anger, and Aries is, is the constellation that, that, that is home to Mars. Um, so now for you, I think that energy is more uh, potentially, potentially, it's just a potential. It's potentially mm-hmm. aggressive. My, my job is when I talk about energy is to give everybody the two extremes of both poles, and then you have to make the decision uh, uh, how you move forward in the future and look at your past life, you know, past and, you know, what happened in the past to analyze the situation. Mars likes to have, you know, even if no uh, manifest and stuff like that, what, what I think that's the perfect marker that saying we just got into a fight and now we're about to go do it. You know, that, 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 that's that. You know what I mean? That's that, it's that makeup love. Also, it needs some type of fire and friction, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to, to get it going. Or something, in this mm-hmm. case, it's something about you that attracts that. Because it's, your, it's, it's you. It's your attraction factor. Definitely. You, Definitely. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it ain't yeah. necessarily that this dude is a butthead or he like to, he like to fight with you. No, you're the one that got Mars in the eighth house in Aries. Why do you have that? And how did you attract him? It's you that likes yeah. it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. why I said the work becomes an internal work. It becomes about inner inner peace. You know what I mean? It's an internal mm-hmm. work that has to be done on why you attract that, uh, if you can identify mm-hmm. with it in that moment. But on the hot side, on the other side of the spectrum, this is a dynamic warrior. This is who you work out with. Y'all, y'all work out and do physical things together. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, you know, that, that's what y'all do. Y'all ride your bike, y'all go to the gym. Y'all really live life in the physical arena together, uh, and y'all enjoy some of the greatest sex in the world with Mars and the Yeah, I definitely see that. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Welcome. I will. All right. Thank you. All right, you peace. I'm to the, the guru. What's, what's happening? What's up, Ampoo? I can't call it. What's good with you? How you been? 
I've been good, you know, um, going through um, my Saturn return phase. So, you know, that's oh, been really yeah. interesting. Happy Saturn return. Welcome to the world now. Yeah, yeah. So that's been real interesting. Just that I have a stellium and Scorpio in the eighth house, and just trying to, yeah, just trying to really navigate that and really understand the lessons of having that that type of karma. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm what I'm experiencing. Uh, Tell us what about do I? It. What does that well, mean? Uh, what does that mean to to a Saturn return in the eighth house of Scorpio. Meaning you were born with Saturn there. Uh, uh, how how do you see house. that? Oh, seven. I have my. Um, I'm gonna tell you now. I have my Moon, Pluto. No, no. Moon, Venus, Pluto, and Saturn and Scorpio between one between zero and one degrees of one another in my seventh house. Uh-huh. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Got gotcha. you. And what's on the eighth house? Scorpio got that house too, or just um, There's a planet that's in between, and that's um, is it Pluto between my my seventh and eighth house? It's like mm-hmm. it's but what what constellation moves the eighth house? Oh oh oh, Scorpio. I'm an Aries rising. Oh uh, okay, so yeah, then he got all right. So yeah, he got lord got lordship over over that. Wow, <clears throat> that's interesting. That is interesting. So, what what does it mean to you, for your experience? What is your since Saturn represents life lessons? What is a mentee's life lesson that she's going through right now? The the funny thing is, I feel like um, I've experienced them earlier from my chart, like especially mm-hmm. at age twenty. Well, actually, younger than even twenty five. But twenty five seemed to be when Saturn was in Libra. It seemed to be the time I made the biggest transformations in my life, and. Okay. Um, but I think I honestly feel that the the biggest thing for me is uh, forgiveness of family, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. friendships, forgiving myself more so than anything, and um, that's the main thing. And self worth that's been the biggest biggest thing with me right now is self worth. Yep, uh-huh. that's what Saturn Return has um, spoken very heavy to me: self worth and not letting go opportunities. Yeah. Right, 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 right. There it is, man. Forgiveness. Right on time. And that's what, and you can literally call yourself the Scorpion Queen for real. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I don't know what it is a Scorpio, but it, 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 that's a part of my, my I don't want to say I don't like that part, but it doesn't forgive. It doesn't let go. I don't know what I think it's the control, and um, I battled with that for a long time because, you know, the Libra, the Virgo in me, well, I would say the Libra and other aspects of Sag in me, in my ninth house, it's like, you know what, let me elevate above this. But Scorpio pulls you back down and says, no, 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 you need to to get them back. You need to do this, you need to do that. And um, it becomes very petty and and mature. So, you know, that's the only thing about Scorpio that I have. The uh, disagreement with within mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, with 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 the, I fought Pluto for uh, six seven years now. You can't beat him. You can't beat Pluto. You can't beat Scorpio. But what what you do is with these influences is um, 
Yeah, and I'm crazy because I'm a rebel, so I'll try to physically go against it. Like I'll look at a planet outside and go outside and tell the planet, listen, <laughs> this is what it's going to be. But you have to um, relinquish. It's hard, but, but the best way to deal with the Scorpio thing is to let it go. Let it go. And that's something, it's the easiest thing to do, but it's the hardest thing to do as well because it's not necessarily um, you got to do this 13 times in the morning and go do this seven times and wait to the full moon. No, let it go. Release it. I don't want it no more. Let it go. Just drop it right then and there. Drop it. Quick. Submit. It's about, and see, see, because Scorpio is about subduing, making other things submit, but, but when the force starts, wreaking havoc in our life where we don't have no inner peace and we become the disgruntled Scorpio and we're mad about this, that, that's when the force starts to get you. So that's at the point where you've got you to gotta reach a breaking point like you do when you know when you're on anything. You, you tire. You give up. You submit. You just give it all up and you fall down on your knees and you say, I don't want it no more. That's the, that's the, best, way to, the best way to deal with this energy is, is just to relinquish control. Yep, I totally agree, and I think that's the issue with Scorpio. It needs to control everything, and they don't understand that every you know everything can't be controlled. Everything you know, there's nothing to hold on to. That's what Scorpio needs to understand. There's nothing to hold on to. Right, right, right. I agree with you. I agree. But thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate it. And oh, the mystery is a writer, a blogger. Go ahead, go ahead. Ask, and they also oh, draw some information, oh, too. Oh, also, I'm expecting another one, so that's fun. That's also exciting for me as well. well so. congratulations. Yeah, how many it's children there? Two, the second? Number three. Right. <laughs> Number three? Yeah. yeah. It's Scorpio season. That's what it's about. Yeah, so. Saturn, Saturn and Scorpio, and you're expecting. When you do, if you don't mind saying. On Prince's birthday, June 7th, that's the date. Okay, so, 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 huh, what's the relationship like with your father? Well, I have both my step and my biological. Um, Uh I have a lot of compassion for my father because he's like my biological Uh dad because he's an alcoholic. He's been in jail, you know, Uh know, I have a lot of, I had a lot of anger, but I've learned to grow love and compassion for him. My, Uh um. My stepdad is, you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, that was a part of my sad return is, is a lot of self-realization. But I think I had mm-hmm. a good relationship with my stepdad. I think it was okay. Could have been better, mm-hmm. but he was my stepdad, so he couldn't really step in. So that that was that's the relationship with the men in my life. I mean, okay. well, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just asking with, with Saturn, with all that energy over there, Saturn, Saturn representing the older man type of thing, and then to get to conceive at this time. Obviously, will represent some element you can potentially bring to Saturn sometimes as karma, right? So that karmic imprint from how you perceive men uh, could be coming through, coming through, coming through to the child at this particular time. So mm-hmm. it's very I'm, important, you know, that and you, I'm your changing internal that. wound work. Yeah, yeah, changing I'm changing that. That. That, that. that that's funny. That was that was what Saturn mm-hmm. showed me one day. I just real quick, and I said to myself, I said. I got daddy issues. <laughs> right. And I said right. that to myself in the mirror and and that's when I started 
to reach out to my father. And then that's when the compassion grew when I saw his experience and my stepdad, you know. So, yeah, just get your own point. Yeah, you're right about that. And, right. I, and I know I'm having a boy because of that. I know mm-hmm. I'm having a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it feels like to a boy. Yeah. Well, give the people your information. I know you write, you blog, you do your thing. Uh, you know, I've been under, been hiding over here in the back cave, but, um, you know, Mincy the Writer, MincyTheWriter.com. My blog is uh, CelebrityOccultCodes.blogspot.com, and you can also check me out on Facebook. Yep. That's what it is. Well, keep me posted, and congratulations again on your new conception. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I get with you. All right. Later. All right, man, where we at? Uh, la, 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 la. Man, it look like we going down. Uh, where we going, man? Nashville, 615294. Don't hide, 615. What's happening? Nope. Yes, um, how are you doing, Ampoo? Hey, what's good? Hello? I can hear you. I'm doing good. Um, My reception is, like, really crappy in my house, so forgive me if I'm in and out. But um, I have I have um, Jupiter in my eighth house, and I have Jupiter in Capricorn, and mm-hmm. I would just like for you to uh, like elaborate what I could expect from that, or you know, yeah, what I should yeah, be yeah. aware of. Uh huh. Um, I think I think with, with Jupiter and Cap- Capricorn again is grown, grown, grown woman and man, grown folk business. Um, taking, I mean, literally handling business of the estate. Sometimes Capricorn again, since it can traditionally represent a father type of energy, and Jupiter represents what you want to get. In this case, it's a big amount. So this is the house of inheritance. So Jupiter wants to give you a lot of money that will come from your father or someone who was the responsible parent when they check out and have insurance policies, or if you do well and sharing money with your husband or investing with other people or it's, it's money that's not yours. It's, it's not the you put 20000 into it and you're getting all 20 back. No, you put 20 and you're about to get 30 back. So it's, it's the interest. It's, 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 it's money that's not yours that comes to you just by being involved in it type of thing. So this is big, this is big business right here. I like it. It represents um, the highest level of maturity and the biggest possible payoff there is with Jupiter in the eighth. It just may come through, unfortunately, it may come through somebody dying and leaving you money. It could be your husband, you know what I mean, that dies and leaves you money from a life insurance policy. So the blessing it could, the blessing is in the disguise of death. So, so somebody I know is going to die and leave me money? It has the potential that your one of your parents, the responsible one, the one that, that that was the one that took care of you financially, that the financial responsible parent potentially has an inheritance for you, or depending on how the chart is set up, to yeah, anybody in your life, more or less a partner of yours. Um, it's more of a parental thing, but a partner of yours could check out before you, and you can get money, or. It comes through some type of investment type of thing, like you got money in the bank, but it's the interest accruing on it that allows you to have more than what you initially put in type of thing. So it's just a blessing. The worst case scenario is it comes at the disguise of someone dying and leaving it to you. 
Okay. But to be okay. honest with you, like, like, cause this is life. With, with life, you need to go ahead and get the biggest insurance, uh, life insurance policy there is for people. This business, like, it happens. We're going, we're going to check out of here. That's for sure. Well, when you do that, you're going to get the biggest amount possible. So go ahead and do it. Like, I'm putting life insurance policies on you, you, and you, and I'm getting the biggest ones I can get because your chart says that. And then you can start to set the next generation up for success, big success when you do that. So don't, don't be afraid of it. Not that you are. I'm just letting you know it's, it's business and life, and, and that's a highly big, big, big successful way to do it, you know. Do you need people's permission to put life insurance on them? I couldn't tell you that part. I don't know. Um, I would think, I, I was, I, well, no, not not in the sense of if you're going to name somebody the beneficiary, you don't, but you just need to let them know that they're the, and this means that you can leave it too. You can leave a big amount for somebody. But um, um, uh, I don't know. That's something you have to look into. But it, it definitely says something about your parents, though, more of your Capricorn is more of a parent um, influence. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right, we'll be out here, man. We got a few more, few more. 203-773, I see you. I see a few of y'all. But what, what's happening, 203? Hey, peace. Peace. What's up? This is the key. I'm from Connecticut. Um, I have Chiron in my eighth house and Taurus in my eighth house. How can I use this to help me with forgiveness? I've been struggling with forgiveness for the past four years. And me, as far as daddy issues is concerned, I've been dreaming about my father. We haven't had the perfect relationship. Like I came to the point where I'm releasing him in love because I'm always trying to reach out to him and he hasn't returned my calls or anything, but in my dreams it's like, okay, we're standing face-to-face. I'm confronting him because I am that type of person. Uh But he wasn't so receptive. No, he was receptive in the dream, but in reality it's not like that. So I don't know if that's my fantasy playing with me or what. But Mm -hmm. how can I use this to help Um, me out? All right, well, Chiron and Taurus. Chiron um, traditionally has a marker that says it represents healing. Um, <laughs> and it's wounded healing. It's how you heal yourself in a sense. Um, and obviously Taurus is value. Sometimes it's money, but sometimes it's more of just anything that you value here. Um, but I've also seen Chiron be depicted as a soulmate marker. It has nothing to do with healing. It has everything to do with love. And I've seen mm-hmm. both definitions being on point. So Chiron, with me, is under closer observation. I don't. I, I let. I just let people know what the definitions I've seen of Chiron and how I've seen them in both ways. Um, as far as the daddy thing goes. Um, I, I have to see a little bit more because I'm not seeing it from the Chiron placement at, per se. Um, but obviously, if we take the traditional rulership as being a, a healing component, uh, once you go through the transformational process, um, you 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 good to go. It's real healing that takes place. Uh, I think sometimes, man, again, like me and uh, Minty was discussing, it's about letting go. Uh, if you if you mm-hmm. let it go, then there's no need to 
Um, it's no need to work on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but this is an oxymoron, though, because sometimes letting go means you have to work on it, and this is what I mean. Um, today, I'm not going to do the things I've done before in the past. And I may have an urge, but I can't do it when the urge comes, so therefore I am physically working on it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, it's when to be, I guess it's when the when we relinquish the control to the point where we don't have the urge, you see what I'm saying, to confront, the urge mm-hmm. to feel like I'm still holding it, then we can say progress has been made here. Uh, a lot of things with the eighth house, too, is what I should have said earlier when the more callers was on. Um, uh, and it's why it's important to stay with me on this show because I, I, my mind works in sporadically. Um, this represents an area in your life where you really need to go into a, um, a regression um, past life regression to go into the pain uh, and the karma of the soul um, because those programs are running in this area of space as eighth house, it doesn't want to let go. It's hard. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. however, with, with the, damn it, I should have, I'm going to have to build on this whole show all over again. But when <laughs> when you tap into it, um, through that through that medium of relaxation, it's something I offer called soul retrieval technique. When you tap into it from that particular point, you go into your own Akashic record, and you get to see, for an example, you may see yourself as an abusive father in a past life. Mm-hmm. And this explains, and that person who you was abusing as a child you saw it feels like your father. It wasn't your father, but it, it, it is him because you can just tell based off the feeling or even just the look or the smell or the, or the face. So you would, see, you would see it from that angle and to be able to see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. To be able to see it for yourself is the ultimate key of healing in the dark abyss of the eighth house. So you have to go, you have to go back. I don't believe I missed this point earlier. Thank you for bringing this up. Um, we have to go. We may have to go back into that realm and recall that and be able to pull it up because then when you see it, you have a you have an instant healing that takes place instantly. And I'll give you some case studies on this. It's called um, um, look up Dr. Brian Weiss. Um, W-E-I-S-S, all right, Um, um, and he has books on it. He's a psychiatrist, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Let me see. Um, Yeah, uh, he's a psychiatrist. Miracles Happen. This this big blue um, hardback book. It's just nothing but but case studies of people, testimonials, people telling their own story that when they go through a past life regression, they had a rash on their arm. And when they were in the past mm-hmm. life, they saw themselves fighting in the war and got stabbed in their arm. And then when they came out of the regression, the rash started clearing up in front of their face. Or, or mm. I got a real-life testimonial where um, um, Rashida, you know, had asthma. 
because she used to mm-hmm. smoke. She was a she was a soldier that that was um 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 um. Uh, hold, give me one second. That's a uh, that's that red red tail hawk. Yeah, he's a, he's a, that's the chicken hawk. I'm looking at one. Every time on the radio, the hawks come through. When the hawks came through the yard, it killed, killed something. That's the rule. Um, but, you know, yeah, she saw herself as a German soldier. She's smoking uh, profusely. Mm-hmm. Death scene. She's in the hospital, um, dying, lung cancer, by herself. Wake up out of it. Notice later that, you know, when she bit something, incense or something, and she normally couldn't do that, she was saging. She didn't cough. And then said, wait a minute, hold on, I normally cough when I like sage. And then walking with somebody, walking in front of somebody, walking in the back of somebody who's um, smoking a cigarette, and it, and it doesn't trigger. Then she purposely starts to go into restaurants to have smoke in it, you know, um, and, and she don't have the response that she used to. And it's exactly what mm-hmm. the book said, because you, get the, you went back into the Akashic record of your soul's memory, and you saw that sort of stuff that we come, and that's really the abyss. So the stuff that we have in this lifetime, these programs through event, is something that's really rooted in the past life, you see? Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that we got to get to is um, we got to use that technique. It's a technique I offer. I don't even promo. It's on the website, but I don't promo. I don't tell people because I usually I like working with people who have uh, what I would call chronic issues such as an asthma, mm-hmm. uh, physical what we call ailments type of thing, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, yeah, but that sometimes it's on the emotional plane, and we got to address it from that angle. Um, well, but, I know, you know for me, definitely, a- like my emotions will take me to a place where I will shake profusely if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, physically exert myself. So, but I mm-hmm. need a candidate for it because this is crazy. When I was a child, I used to do like some form of regression with myself. Not say per se saying that okay I had a book or whatever this is just naturally me, you know what I mean. And when I had mm-hmm. ended up in a situation, there was this book that I came across, and I'm not sure if it's the same guy, but they talked about the regression and going into the Akashic records. So I think I'm gonna look into that. Okay, mm-hmm. I definitely will. And you say you offer that on your website? Yeah, it's on the website. If you go to just go to uh, consultations. And pool, and then they it pop up. It say soul retrieval, soul retrieval therapy. So it's something that can be done. It don't even take an hour. Like it's phenomenal. Like I say, look, you can read some of his books. He got another one called Mirrors Through Time Healing, or Mirrors Through Time. Um, just some phenomenal information for us to really start studying and looking at, and um, instant healing. I mean, instantly. And that's why I say, like, 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 why can't we say? I don't want to feel this no more. Oh, my stomach hurt. I, get out my stomach, virus. I, why don't it go away since I'm in control of my body? You know what I'm saying? I'll be doing that. Well, with, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, right. So, like, me too, I'll be trying, right? So, with, with this technique is, it's about, um, see, the, the, the brain has a, a veil that's there that protects mm-hmm. you from, I mean, you know, because if you go in that region, you can go crazy. And that's what you call a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. A schizophrenic is someone who can see all these realities simultaneously and they just don't know how to ground themselves or they just kicking it and keeping it real and telling you what's going on and it's like, oh, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to go through that veil and once you're able to pull it from that veil, I mean instantly, voila, it's going to be gone and you understand the nature of everything that took place. 
So, I mean, we I have one more question uh-huh. about the regression. Like, okay, so it's like safer to do it with someone as opposed to yourself so you don't get stuck because I don't want to be stuck. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? No, you, you can't. It's no such thing. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the height. There's no way you can get okay. stuck. Even if an operator it falls dead. See, remember, you're in, when you're going through a, a regression and somebody is there and they say, now tell me what you see. I see a blue light. How are you able to tell that person what you see? Because you're consciously mm-hmm. coherent of what they're asking mm-hmm. you. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So if that person never mm-hmm. say nothing else, you'll be like, after a while, you'll be like, man, why did just make sure you're saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you look up mm-hmm. and you'd be good because that's that's the that's the hype of Hollywood. It don't work that way. You answering the questions okay. because you coherent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. You just in a relaxed okay. state where you can you can you can you can see the subconscious mind now. What really the unconscious mind is what it what it what it, what it really is. You can see across the veil. So you good. And even when you self regress yourself, it ain't no good stuff. It's called Stuck me, I fell asleep because I was so relaxed and I fell asleep doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I've just yeah, you know, that, what that, I do. You know what I mean? Right. See, that happens because I used to do me, I fall asleep. You know what I mean? Because you uh-huh. be in such a relaxed state. There's no way, there's no such thing as being stuck in limbo. Impossible. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right. You got it. All right, man, y'all rolling, man. 337, you've been with me for a long time with your hand up, man. 585 coming to you next. 337-251, what's happening? Hey, peace on food. This is Naimu. Hey, hey, what's happening, man? I, I see you, Jew. I'm going to come to you, too. Uh, Go go ahead, Naima. Um, My phone had dropped the call when you were talking about Aries on the 8th house. And uh-huh. I have that. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little on it. Soldier, soldier, aggressive man uh, on the sexual aspect, the absolute two extreme of the pose. Uh, one side of the special represent arguments and, and fighting and loving and having sex for makeup energy. The other side of the pole represents being attracted to very strong, dominant men. Um, warriors and, and, and the highest expression represents two people um, doing things physically together, uh, exercising, working out, all that good stuff, but also being able to direct that uh, physical energy into some type of monetary con- in some type of monetary structure because it's how we share our money. So we're very proactive about that. But see, Mars is an energy that likes to fight, so therefore you can be arguing about money type of thing. You spend too much money out the account, why the money is it's Mars, you know what I'm saying? So we gotta understand the dynamic of it. But the high side is, you know, just being with somebody that's very strong and y'all got a very strong sex drive and y'all got a very strong physical drive all out together. You know, you just gotta watch out for the the, the fighting and the bickering aspect over sex and money. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. That makes so much sense about my past relationship now. Okay, that's all I wanted okay. to know. Thank you. All right, you got it. All right, that's what it is. Oh, the five eight five seven five four. You man with us? What's happening? What's going on, Ampoo? <clears throat> so, this Clay here. What's going on? <coughs> What's up, Clay? <coughs> um, I got uh, Libra in the eighth house, and uh, right. I got 
three planets in Scorpio. Uh, you always talk about them as being malefic. I got uh, Pluto, Mars, and Saturn all in Scorpio in the eighth, but ruled by Shit. Libra. I was just trying to understand, like, what's the high side of that? Because I'm always thinking, like, if you got uh-huh. something that's malefic, almost like a crisis, then you also have, like, the biggest opportunity for growth. or like Absolutely. You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. So I mean, you got like, it's, it's, it's Pluto, Mars, and who? And uh, Saturn, my fault. And, and and Pluto, Saturn, and Mars, and the eighth. Yeah, yeah. And Scorpio, or Libra. Yep. It's in, it's in, it's in Scorpio, but I got Li- I got Libra on the cusp. But but Libra is the ruler. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, Almighty, Almighty, Almighty. Boy, that's heavy. Um, that's the absolute most heaviest thing you can ever have, as far as planet configuration goes, to be that close to each other. Um. But you know, it, it represents, man. You a mongoose, man. You, 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 um, you are a sexual practitioner and healer. And if it's not sexual, um, you should really look into um, raising Kundalini, being an expert at at um, bodily energies. It, it's some form of regeneration, whether you deal with health or some aspect. Uh, it, it, on the highest aspect, it represents regeneration. But at the same time, too. Um, I think it represents that that whole tremendous uh, metaphysical uh, occult thing that Scorpio is known for the investigative work, any, anything that deals with the anything that deals with the arcane sciences, man, uh, mystery schools. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just think that in, inside of those mystery schools, they do teach the art of sexual rejuvenation. I think that's I think that's where you should be at. So I guess my my question that I put on you. Are, do you have any health interests, and do you got any books on the shelf, man, on Kama Sutra and Tantra? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in all that. I've been an athlete all my life, so I've been, you know, always interested in, like, just trying to get the most out of, out of your body and all that. Um, and, and actually, like, probably the last six to nine months, I've been going real hard with uh, reading stuff about the, you know, the occult, you know what I mean, as far as just, like, uh, like you said, Kundalini, Tantra, like all that. Just you know, right now I'm building up a, a, a heck of a e library and, and a physical library as well. Just uh, trying to remember some of mm-hmm. this information. Mhm. The, 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 our generation, not even our generation, but I only see maybe like two people. Um, but not even it ain't even our generation, man. What, what we need is people who have. Um, the classic markers like you have to be able to deal with sexual healing um, because when, like, certain people get it, they don't want to share it, but it's nobody young that has it right now like that. Um, and it's, it's still something that's needed. You know what I'm saying? I only know three people off the top of my hand that, 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 that even deal with it. Um, unfortunately, the negative aspect of my eighth house has barred me from probably doing any of that kind of work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because and that's what happened. You know what I mean? If you, if you got sexual secrets and you destroy the fabric of a relationship of trust, and you try to go in that area, it's only going to bring up the pain from that area. And not that you can't work through it. That's why it's important to understand what is the negative aspect of all these qualities we talk about and how to approach it from the divine aspect. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you got those kind of books, man, uh, I think that's the absolute highest. And uh, from what I see, man, a lot of people charge, they have a very nice value on that kind of information for their time and service. 
um, to show people and initiate people into that art. Um, Tantra is not a cheap thing to get into. Um, so saying that to say that uh, Scorpio is about value, about money. It's the other side, it's money together. So therefore, um, it's a, that's a nice, valuable business to be in. Um, sex sells, man. It does. And I ain't talking about raunchy sex, even though that sells too. But I'm yeah. just talking about that, that's, that's, I, think that, I think you should go in that area, definitely. I, I appreciate that. appreciate that. Yeah, you got it, man. That's what's up. All right, last caller right here with the hand up. Promise to your line over the whole room, man. Uh, 502269, what's happening? Hotel, brother. This is A.B. Hotel, what's good? A.B., tough most, man. What it do? Man, where you been, man? Man, you, man you, you, still, you still down there in Louisville? Nah, I'm in the, I relocated to the ATL again. Oh, okay. That's what it is, man. What's happening? So, you know, I'm just doing my best. The time that we are uh, connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, man. Indeed, man. What's good with you? Not much, my brother. Uh, just checking you out, you know, uh, what that Aquarius is doing in that 2014. Man, man, you know, 2014, it, it, it's, it's what Aquarius is doing, man, all the way up into a whole nother age. We've got the next 2,000 years to rock out down here, you know what I mean? Um, but for me, you know, me personally, man, it's, it's the 14 is, um, you know, you tough most, man. So it's about the full resurrection of the Osiris, the Osiris man, the Osiris body of men stepping up and becoming one. Um, and, and that's why I want to do something in 2014 where men come down until we do an Osiris joint, man, where you bring your, bring your mate with you and, and, and you be laying in a, in a stream of water somewhere, man, and that woman going to resurrect you, man, and, and pull you up just as a purification type of thing, man. And uh, it's, it's the building blocks of family right now with Aquarius got to get across the board, man. It's polar opposite being Leo, so it's the romance and the children type of thing. But we got to play off this theme of 14 and, 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 and put it all back together, you know what I mean? So that, that's 2014 from my perspective of Aquarius. It's about manhood, and, um, um, but the manhood got to be displayed through the royal family because that's what Osiris represents. So, Correct. I know we that Aquarius, you know what I mean? It's coming up. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just checking out, brother. Are you still up in the north? Yeah, man. I'm still up in the northeast quadrant, man. I'm in the northeast corner where they say the light don't shine, you know, but, you know, I don't know what I do, man. I have to get down there, get down there, man. That's, that's what it is, ATLs. Where is that? So when are you, when you coming back down this way, bro? I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta. I really do not know. Um, Twenty fourteen, man. We're gonna be doing a lot out in Colorado, man, in Denver at the Interpeace Lighthouse. Um, and and then I'm trying to get this Midwest thing going. This Midwest All Star Joint, man. Louisville, Cincinnati, Ohio, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit. Um, get this Midwest All Star thing off the ground. Um, a lot of investing to do inside of Detroit with Resolution Four Forty Four dot com. Um, so this seemed a little busy, man. So I, I don't know, man. My man coach down there, you down there now that I know. You know, let's make it happen, man. If you got a venue, you know what I mean, and we can do something, man, let us know. You know how we did it last time, you know. So let's, make, let's put it together and make it happen. Right. Overstood. You know, 
Definitely, man. You definitely keep me posted, man, because I'm telling, I'm telling my wife, like, yo, I'm telling you, ATL is where it is, but we better go. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'll just take posted with you, man. I uh, think you post on okay. Facebook so I chimed in, you know. Man, that's what's up, man. Appreciate it, man. Keep me posted. All right, fam. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Go ahead, Prime Minister. What's happening? What's happening, man? Can you hear me, bro? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, just listening to the callers, man. It's all trying to, you know, stir up in my own mind what it all means, man. But um, I just want to add, man, that, and I say this all the time, man, but inconsistencies, man, in your own psychology will create events for you in your life to deal with those inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Um, your your life, you by nature, you're forced to grow. It's inevitable. You you have to grow. So uh, when you when you try to repress certain shortcomings in your in your thought process, um, they just find their ways to seep into your life. In other ways, man, where you're still forced to have to grow and learn and develop from those issues. So uh-huh. I was watching the other night. I know it was a few callers back. She said she was having a dream about forgiving her boyfriend. And wow. um, it was uh, I was watching the movie Inception again a couple nights back. And um, what happens is this, man. And you're, before you can... Before you can help anybody else uh, get through emotional hurdles, you have to first get over your own emotional blockages. Uh, if you remember in that movie, uh, DiCaprio was going into everybody else's dream state trying to extract certain things from them, either to hurt or help. But he kept on having the imagery of his late wife. She kept popping right. up every time he went in to do whatever he was trying to do. So that inconsistency in his own conscious mind, whether it was whether he was conscious of it or it was a subconscious program that was running, wouldn't allow him to get work done for other people or with other people until he straightened out how he really emotionally and mentally felt about his 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 late wife. So the caller who said she had the dream about how she was wanting to go to him to give him, offer him up some forgiveness, and then she had that scenario play out, if, I, if I'm recalling correctly. I think she said it was a dream. Um, it, it's, it's something that I'm reading now called the, um, the emotional sh- short circuit. It's one of the nine um, evils, man, in, in relationships uh, where it causes us trauma and stress in our relationship where in a lot of cases people grow up and they have certain ways that they deal with their emotional stresses uh, from their childhood. Some parents teach their children to deal with things in an isolated state, you know, just deal with it and, you know, go to your room and figure it out. Some of them have people sit down and they get you in group-orientated things to learn how to deal with your emotions. So it's a lot of different ways that you deal with your emotions as you grow. But when you get older, 
a lot of those thought patterns still exist from your childhood and your upbringing in your life. And, um, you know, so in her mind, she's really wanting some form of, um, she, she does want some, some type of uh, 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 olive branch lend it over to say, you know what, you, you were wrong for that, or, you know, I, you, this made me feel this certain type of way before she extends her empathy and forgiveness to him. Um, but a lot of times when you do that, and in her case it's, it's odd because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's being folded back on self when usually it's coming from the partner. But when she, um, when she was expressing that, a lot of times people don't know how to identify with that emotional uh, uh, olive branch that you're lending to them, and we make the error of allowing other people to try to read our minds about how, we, how we're perceiving what somebody else is doing. So in her case, it sums it all up, um, basically – you know, you can't, you, 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 you cannot allow any room to let your partner try to read your mind about what it is that you're asking for or what it is that you're trying to communicate or why doesn't she just get it or why doesn't he just understand. We've been together for so long. Why don't they know this? That's a, that's a, that's a detriment inside of a relationship. I don't care how long you've been with somebody. Yes, from time to time, you will be able to identify with your partner and what they're thinking. But for the most part, um, our psychology is ours and ours alone. And we never know what makes us ticking time bombs. And we never know what makes us sympathetic at any given point in our tenure here on this planet. So, you know, uh, allowing, allowing yourself to really extend forgiveness to him without trying to read his mind and saying, you know, does he think he should uh, give me an apology? Like, you know, just make it make it really authentic as if I'm really extending forgiveness to this man and then let him come around into whatever he is uh, perceiving that notion to be, you know, and let it go from there. But don't have any preconceived ideas about how a person should respond or, you know, what they should do because of your action and what you're lending to them. Um, and really looking at your your aspects in your chart, your squares, your oppositions, your detrimental markers in your chart will help you understand, um, you know, your, your previous thought patterns and all these, these previous incarnations because the fact of the matter is this. Thoughts don't dissipate. Human bodies do. Human bodies decay, but thoughts last for eternity, man. They, don't, they never dissipate. So when you come into another physical body, the only thing that's happening is you're, you're bringing in that vortex of thought frequency with you into a physical shell, and now you're here experiencing all the previous lifetime uh, psychological patterns that you've developed over eons of time to experience in this lifetime. So the best thing is to work on those harsh aspects so that you can free yourself up from even having to come back into a physical existence where you have to learn on, you know, on any planet. Um, your shortcomings in your psychology, man. And that's all I wanted to add, bro. Well, that's a good take, man. <clears throat> that's a real good take, man. Um, wow. <laughs> I 
Wow. Amen. I'm trying to see if I ain't getting nobody. I think I came here, but hold, hold, hold on. Let me see something. Hey, three three seven. Did I get you already? Yeah, this is Naima. You got me. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna make sure everybody good. All right. Um. Um. Yeah, I just did that five oh two man. Um. And I got that eight oh three. Yeah, and I think we good. I think I got everybody. Um. But that's what it is, man. I appreciate it, Prime Minister. Prime Minister, up. Up on what you jigging, man. What you gonna be going in on Thursday, man? You trying to hold secrets, man. What's up with the whore and the guru? Oh man, well I'm just gonna be touching on, you know, because everybody, you know, it's three wise men coming together, building on this subject matter, and everybody got a different lane. I know me and you build on a lot of the same principles, um, but you're way more in depth in the Hebrew than I am, so you're gonna delve into that. And I'm going to deal with this, the, the astrological understanding of the feminine principle and how a man becomes a guru when he understands that feminine principle um, in regards to him uh, being prosperous on this planet and, and understanding the spiritual component of what Venus represents or what the woman in his life and what he values or appreciates in his life represents from the Venetian factor. Uh, and it's, you know, I've built on it before, but I'm going to touch on it again, a few points. And uh, it's interesting, man. I was powwowing with uh, the legendary rapper Scarface about uh, the prison system. And we were talking, and, um, you know, I made a comment to him about Jay-Z and Beyonce, about how they are, um, you know, they're walking, talking examples of, what the celestial energy is trying to emanate to us and, and give us an example of how to get away from a lot of the stresses of life. And it's not necessarily just all about finances. It's about the marital aspect coming together in the Libra frequency, which is governed by Venus, which is also the woman, and showing you how this will alleviate your life from a lot of stresses, dealing with the law, dealing with suppression, dealing with oppression. So, I'm going to be talking about that, man, for my portion of the show this upcoming Thursday, man. That's what it is, man. Again, y'all, mark your calendars this Thursday um, at 9 p.m. We'll be on live, the horror and the guru, man. And uh, if you haven't, join the mailing list, myastrologycoach.com. Scroll down to the bottom, join the mailing list uh, so I can get you on there, man. Class starts January the 1st, the Miracle Prayer 7-week class showing you how to uh, analyze this prayer, man, but most importantly, embracing the light of the creator, the divine luminous light. Got one of the most awesome pictures of a spiritual being um, inside of the picture um, that I send out with this particular email. So if you haven't seen it, just join the mailing list, and today I'm going to make sure I put everybody on that, you know, on the main email stream if you're not on there and whatnot. So... Uh, the Miracle Prayer class, how to rid yourself from negative energy, how to lock that gate off, and how to tap into clairvoyant energy and connect to the abundant love of the Creator, man. And um, that's what it's about, man. I like to show, man, like how the Prime Minister talked about those inconsistent thoughts will come come up into you, man, come into your life, and that, that, that's real. It's all about uh, the decisions that you make um, in the here and now because you're always going to be presented with the opportunity to make a decision do you relapse at this particular point or do you not? You know what I'm saying? What do you do at that time? And, and, and that's where the true test of character comes in at. 
right then and there, man. Uh, it's no need for us to hold on and harbor any 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 bad things, any bad what we call bad feelings and things like that, man. Because the truth of the matter is, you're always gonna have to go back to the law of attraction or why you attracted the experience in the first place. Like I told the one caller, if you got Mars in the eighth, and let's just say you like to argue and make up, argue and make up. You got to ask yourself, how did you attract that person when you clearly got the mark? And this is this is you. This is you. It ain't him. It just says you would pull him. Why did you decide to pull that? So these are all little things. These these are little programs that are running inside of our own selves that we got to deal with and correct, man. Um, so you know, 2013, man. I ain't got no hard feelings, man. I love you all, man. In fact. In fact, like I said, man, on my page not too long ago, man, if you're one of those rare people, when it can happen, ain't the Dalai Lama. Even he got he got people that may not like him. But if you're one of those rare few that don't like me, I love you too. You know what I'm saying? And if you see somebody and you think they may even be talking about me, let them know. Man, you should go listen to show number eight because that nigga said he love you. In fact, I got a book that's coming out that's going to actually talk about uh, just giving thanks to, to 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 some people who I know sometimes we don't sit on the same we don't sit on the same plan uh, on the same level on how we see things or how we see each other sometimes, man. But at the end of the day, uh, it's about it's a, it's about the genuine love. And I close it with this: the Zohar. Thank you, man. The Zohar mentioned something like this, man. It says, um, if ever in your life someone has done has been a, any benefit to you, uh, it is forbidden. Regardless of what happened, it's forbidden for you to talk about that person. Forbidden because there's something that you, you know, that they done your soul some good. And I can honestly say even this, man, I'm just good like that, man. I guess, man, well, I got an eighth house stellum, so I understand. I study cause and effect, so I understand, um, you know, the things that things that take place and even in what appears to be a lesson uh, or a situation that I don't like per se why, why, because I'm immediately just go to a chart and show you, like, oh, you know, look at there, ain't that something, Jew? But, man, this is a square, no wonder, no no wonder I'm, I'm experiencing this, you know what I'm saying, because the law has already been written that says that type of thing could take place, so I'm just really just playing up the law at that particular point, so it's a learning lesson, it's a value, because I'm a scientist, I'm trying to get back, how can I change that law or not experience the negative aspect of that law? You see what I'm saying? And, and, and the best way you get beyond the law is love because love is the law. See, don't, don't ever talk about love and, 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 don't, and, and it's not a representative of you in your work and it don't shine. Like, that, they, like that ain't, it ain't even your MO. You may build on it, but it ain't really your aura. And that's what it's about. Like I'm telling you, 2014, adjust your vision and, and really look at the body of work and look at the character. That's the key. Look at the character of myself. Anybody that's on my astrology coach, and look at the character of anybody that you're looking at. We told you Neptune and Pisces is nasty. You can't see straight. It's easy for somebody to pull a sham on you. Easy for somebody to Photoshop a picture and, 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 and do something to you. Easy, easy. That, that happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? So with that, man, I close out in peace and, and, and much love. And visit the website, My Astrology Coach. Like I said, we up Thursday. Uh, Keisha is coming out with a show uh, on the 14th. Cassandra is up on the 11th. You know, but I, I see y'all on Thursday. And Prime Minister, you can have the closing words, man. Oh, man. Just uh, peace, love, man. And y'all enjoy, 
y'all New Year's, man, to be safe. Get out, you know, spend some time with your woman, spend some time with your man, and really focus on 2014 being a year about love. Bobby Hibbert said it the best on on his recent um, recording that he gave over to the brother Panic. Panic asked the brother, man, what is the focus? What is the focal point for the year, man? And what's the what, what's the message that the people need to know? And the message this year, but in 2014, is strictly gonna be about love, man. So with that, man, love your brother, love your neighbor, love your sisters, love your brothers, man, love your children, your parents, everybody. And just make 2014 a year of prosperity and happiness, man. And with that, I see y'all on the other side. What it is. Peace, man. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.